plots of land and the starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. Don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. Send me off forever, but I ask you please. Don't fence me Everybody, happy, happy Tuesday. Let me just figure this out here. Trying to figure. Ah, there we go. go. Sound action. Little sound work. Gonna get myself conoitered. My mom always used to term reconnoitered. I never knew what that. I don't even know whether that was actually a thing or not, but. Either way, good morning this morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. And Nick Shore, who is a state rep and uh, running again for state rep, is going to be joining me just about 6.30. Uh, there's a chance that Judge Napolitano might have to move to another day because he has a speech this morning, and uh, that's been happening a lot lately. His uh, life has gotten a lot busier. Uh, but nonetheless, he's been able to be on with us a uh, good amount of times, but sometimes Tuesday mornings he has a speech to the, you know, to the legal club of New York or whatever it happens to be. So uh, he might not be able to be with us at uh, 720. So we'll see. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh, Jimmy Hoft on the way just a little later on. And, of course, uh, Jim Talent as well. This week we're going to be hitting Jim Talent, uh, Jim Carafano, and Genevieve Wood. 
and uh, hitting hitting them up for a little bit here and there. And yesterday, Doug Giles was on telling us all about how uh, he is now over at MeWe. So just so you guys know, that's kind of the new Facebook, apparently. MeWe. MeWe. M-E-W-E is the new uh, place to go. And apparently, Father Tom is uh, there as well. So we will uh, see about getting that whole thing uh, set up uh, as well in terms of maybe even we'll try something there. So far, we've had no problems. We've other than just being pulled off because of uh, because of music or whatever it happens to be. Generally, uh, they've uh, been leaving me alone, but they've. Uh, and and that's and that's good. So I, I appreciate that. We're live from the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios. Actually, uh, Nick Shore, aside from being a state rep, is also a general counsel for uh, the guys over there at Arrowhead Building Supply. So we're all one big happy family here at the Radio Free Almond Network. So uh, thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. And we've got a lot to talk about, including this Claire McCaskill debacle. And she has been caught on tape, so to speak, just not only talking about how she plans to run amok when it comes to uh, gun safety legislation. That's what they're calling it now, as you know. They've all decided to call it gun safety legislation as opposed to gun control. So that's uh, that's kind of how that thing rolls. So she's caught on tape babbling on about that. But one of the more interesting things that she did, too, was uh, diss these rural voters. So she always kind of claims that she's got all kinds of ins when it comes to helping rural voters. Remember, she talked about uh, the difference between Main Street and Wall Street and how she's all about the rural voter and how she's all about having everybody, you know, uh, looking out for the little guy. Well, it doesn't seem to actually be the case if you listen to her talk one way and then talk another way. So we're going to get into that as well. And then, folks, come on. We got to get into this Elizabeth Warren deal. You realize that Elizabeth Warren, after yesterday with all the news agencies all talking about how she, uh, President Trump, should uh, should uh, – somehow some way pay her the million dollars because she had to prove she was uh, an Indian. And that that was the term that uh, he used. And uh, so after we got all down to it, after we got all down to the, to the nitty gritty about her level of native Americanism, apparently somebody in her family happened to like have sex with an Indian at one point, but maybe that's about it in terms of her, uh, heritage, she might have actually less Indian blood, less Native American blood in her than you. She might have less Native American blood in her that, than the average American, the average, let's say, Western European, which is kind of how uh, they judge these people. And that is, to me... <laughs> Uh, unbelievable because I, I, I really, because I, way based on what we heard, right? Based on what was giving out by the Warren people, uh, the, you'd think that she had proven that she was indeed a native American and, and that, and that indeed she was a, a person who was uh, telling the truth the whole time. And it turns out that her, own test. I mean, she she actually got out there and gave us all her own test, and all it did was show that she actually might have less 
Native American blood in her than you and me. And so they got into this whole thing in terms of the study. And she, uh, they knew entirely what was going to happen here is that she went ahead and got this DNA test done, hoping that she would, it would confirm she was 132nd level of Native American, right? Like a little bit Native. And, 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 but what happened was they came back at first, they said, well, it's 164th. Suddenly, the uh, Washington Post, or was it the, oh no, it was the Boston Globe. They had to put out a correction. They say, due to a math error, a story about Elizabeth Warren misstated the ancestry percentage of a potential 10th generation relative. It should be 1, 1,024th. One slash 1,024th. And somebody tweeted out that this is the greatest correction in the history of corrections. So what was she going to do with this information? Like, what was she going to ultimately do with this info? Because now that it's out, they had the DNA test, and they miscalculated and did all this other stuff. What were they going to do? Uh, so she she not only now has proven to have exaggerated what is an extremely remote Native American ancestry, she basically now is even kind of less Native American than people even suspected she was. And, and my, I might have more Native American blood in me than she does because the average person has uh, a, a uh, let's see, George Conway, who's with, you know, and, and, it's, and it's in a New York Times story, which is on genetics and ancestry in America, published in 2014. They said that European Americans had genomes that were on average 98.6% European, 0.19% African, and 0.18 Native American. So that's about one five twelve. That's about you know I don't I'm not a math person, so I'm not going to get into this. But uh, the reality is, she's probably point uh, one zero Native American, roughly half the average European American. So that means that if you just took if if all of you out there are generally perceived as being of European American ancestry, right, which is what I am. The chances are that I would have 0.18 Native American blood in me as an average European American. In fact, I'd have a higher percentage of African blood in me. But when the numbers came back, it turned out that she was lower, almost 50% lower than the average European American in terms of Native American blood. So not only is her idea that somehow she's uh, a, a Native American, not only is that a colossal lie, but shes it's even more colossal since she's less Native American than most average Americans walking around the United States right now. And what was really bad about it is she went out and tweeted this thing and then challenged President Trump to donate his money to some Native American sex assault victim fund which was even worse because she wound up kind of using this whole uh, Me Too movement on top of 
on top of using and and exploiting Native Americans. It's uh, unbelievable. This is gonna this is gonna come back and haunt her in, in, in a big way. So CNN. So they had uh, uh, CNN, and and this was the Aaron Burnett show. And uh, Scott Jennings, who is a rare CNN conservative, uh, and and uh, wait, Mama Kay's adding something to the story here, so I appreciate that, Mama Kay. Uh, looking forward to being haunted with you t- today, by the way. She says the real story here is her claim that she was Cherokee. The comparison they used for her test showed Central South American indicators, not Cherokee. So, yeah, so so the so the Indian in her, as Mama Kay points out, and thank you for that, even that that distinction, which makes it even worse. So she's not even generally her Indian in her is not even Native American Indian in her. It's it's. South American, maybe Central American Indian, you know, like, uh, I don't know, you'd probably go through Aztec, Inca, whatever it happens to be. But the bottom line is, this is this is a disaster for her. So Joan Walls with the nation is on this CNN show. And so is this guy, Scott Jennings, who is the rare uh, political commentator. Jake Tapper is filling in for Aaron Burnett and. I love how this Jennings guy just ripped Joan Walsh to shreds on this thing. Joan Walsh, by the way, is is a hack who constantly goes after President Trump. And <laughs> Amy points out, we do know she's 100% nutcase. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, and, and so... This guy Jennings goes on with Joan Walsh and just dismantles uh, Joan Walsh over the whole thing. And it's about time, too. I mean, my goodness gracious. Because believe me, in the morning time, I don't know whether you saw how the the morning show was going. And, yeah, and Bindi, thanks. You're right. It's not going to be a good day for Elizabeth Warren and Claire McCaskill that we'll get to in just a little bit. But it's funny because – you know, in the morning, you were getting this idea somehow that President Trump was reneging on his million-dollar challenge because you saw it in the news media. I'm sure you heard it already, but he was interviewed on the driveway going up over to Marine One, and uh, and, and they were asking him, you know, are you going to pay up? And he's like, no. And it's like, even though he promised to, and and it's like, well, no, he's he doesn't have his whatever he challenged her on which was proving she's part Indian or uh, her Indian heritage. This isn't proving her Indian heritage. It's proving that she has less Indian heritage than most average European Americans. So the average white person out there has more Native American blood in, in them than Elizabeth Warren does. So, so President Trump is going to pay her jack squat and shouldn't. But the whole trajectory of the story in the morning was, oh, my goodness, this is going to be bad. She finally has proven that she's uh, part Indian and blah, 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 blah. And keep in mind, this woman used this. And some say, well, they didn't, she didn't use it to get all of her jobs. And it's true. But she identified herself 
as a person with Native American heritage all throughout her life, meaning that she got educational opportunities and the and and, and uh, job opportunities, utilizing this Native Americanism that that I guess under those circumstances I could use it. I could say I'm Native American more than she can. I mean, I don't know that. I haven't had the DNA test. What I'm saying is if I'm an average European-American, then, then that's the case. Anyway, they got into this discussion, and, and this guy, Scott Jennings, was just great. Here, I'll, I'll play it for you here. It I mean, great. when the president says he has more Native American blood, he might be right. According to scientists in the New York Times, the average white European-American has twice as much Native American blood, as Senator Warren claims in her DNA test. Look, the pitching staff for the Atlanta Braves has more of a claim to be Native Americans than Elizabeth Warren. Mm, I wouldn't Warren. go there. And I wouldn't she, go there. And she, I really wouldn't go there. Well, are you going to die on this the, hill over this? The Braves? Well, no, I'm just not going to bring up the Native Atlanta The reality Braves is, to is she Elizabeth brought Warren. this on herself by filling out these forms over the years. Yeah, uh, Joan Walsh tries to escape from her humiliation by trying to shame Scott Jennings for mentioning the Atlanta Braves because that's all she's got now. She's being humiliated here, and she has no way out. Claiming to be something she is not. She is so desperate to be part of the failed identity politics that, that ruined so the Democratic ridiculous. Party. That is so ridiculous, Scott. That she took Scott. the step to release this. This is the she most never, pathetic cell phone I've out, ever seen. She filled it out in, in a, a self-identifying faculty uh, guide. This is ridiculous. And, and look, this is where the Democratic Party is. They've got a plagiarizer, a socialist, Spartacus, creepy porn lawyer, <laughs> and now bizarro Pocahontas running. <laughs> this is too much. I'm going to get back to this because... I don't know who this dude is, but this is the first time I've seen him on CNN. Have you all seen him on CNN before? Because I've never seen him. But but this is money right here. I'm going to take it back just a little bit because uh, this is this is perfect. A socialist. This is ridiculous. And and look, this is where the Democratic Party is. They've got a plagiarizer, a socialist, Spartacus, creepy porn lawyer, and now bizarro Pocahontas running for president. There's no well, way any of these people. Ser- you've got a serial no sexual way. assaulter There's who no is way president. Gonna you've got a serial sexual assaulter who is president. Yeah. Joan Walsh has nothing going on here. And the serial sexual assaulter where there is zero evidence that President Trump is a serial sexual assaulter. She throws it out there. And generally on CNN, these people get away with this stuff, but not with this guy on. And, and good for Jake Tapper. God, I'm glad Aaron Burnett wasn't there. She would have stopped him, I'm sure, by that time. She would have, she would have stopped him in his tracks. But Jake Tapper, who was filling in for Aaron Burnett, uh, let him go, which is great because that's what that's what Joan Walsh and the CNN viewers need is a little reality check. And Scott Jennings sure as hell brought that. I love it. She was not telling the truth. This whole thing was created by Warren bringing this on herself. All of this scorn she's getting from the president, from you the Cherokee Nation. You get to decide if she believes her mother or not, Scott Jennings. You get to decide that. You get to say what her ancestry is and how she should feel about it. Her DNA test showed what her ancestry is. I don't know what Joan Walsh is talking about here. And it doesn't matter how you feel about your heritage. Oh, you know what? I feel like I'm Irish. You're like, you're not Irish. You're German. Yeah, but I feel like I'm Irish. That's not a standard by which we judge 
who we are, that we, how we feel how, who we are. And keep in mind, this is a, a, an epidemic throughout the United States where people can feel black. Remember that lunatic who, who I can't even remember her name, but she's disappeared into obscurity, who, who felt black, so therefore she was black? Come on. Joan Walsh is out of her tree. You get to decide that. You get to say what her ancestry is and how she should feel about it, how she should feel about this. So story. you can just make up. Uh, you can just she make up a tribal make heritage. She didn't make it up. Claim you are something she that you are not. She didn't one, make it up. Her own evidence shows she made it up. Thank you, Scott. Is that what she's going to run on? I was no, it's one one thousand. Run on. It's, it's but crazy. She's, but she's and it's going to sound there. crazy to anybody she's who has been accused of having none. Is, is absorbed by the self-identity politics. This was great. I've I've actually never heard of the guy. Uh, somebody was saying that uh, th- that that he he might have. Uh, oh, Scott was. Did he get lost going to Fox? How did he get past CNN security? I don't know. And Kathy, thank you. It's Rachel Dolezal. But yeah, Joan Walsh is defending a woman who is not worthy of an ounce of defense here. And in fact, this. It, let's, <laughs> Well, let's compare this. I mean, why not? Since we're all kind of making Native American comparisons and those kinds of things. Uh, why, why don't we just call this uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren's uh, Battle of Little Bighorn? Because she wound up with this DNA test being eaten alive by her own information. This was Elizabeth Warren's last stand and she didn't survive it. This information she released is humiliating. It's damaging. It proves that she is an exaggerator and a liar. And it doesn't matter how she feels about her heritage. This DNA test proves that that only that she has a level of Indian in her that is half of the average European American, meaning if you look at yourself, if you're a person out there uh, who is a European American, if you're Julie, hi, Julie, Campbell Matthews, who's out there listening now, just tuned in, and you're just, uh, you're an Irish Scottish lass of some sort, you probably have more American Indian or Indian blood in you than Elizabeth Warren does. And she's running around calling herself Native American because she feels Native American. And here's the deal. This, uh, yeah, Custer, Custer did. Yeah, it's Custer, Custard. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the, the reality is we have this epidemic in this country where somebody can just simply feel a certain way and that's, and then they're off to the races and keep in mind, Elizabeth Warren, there's more to this story because Elizabeth Warren utilized this. And apparently now it's like, Oh, but all she did was believe poor grandma's story. I don't know what grandma was up to, but yeah, all she did was believe poor grandma's story. Why would we not, you know, why would we, but well, listen, if, if she didn't release the DNA test, this wouldn't have been so humiliating. <clears throat> but she, excuse me, she released it. She did a DNA test. And, and what's really crazy is throughout the entire morning, the me- news media was trolling 
Donald Trump. I mean, they, they were saying, oh, so now you got to pay up. And, oh, he promised to, but now he's not going to. And she's like, you pay me. And then, and then even more crassly, even more soullessly, Elizabeth Warren tweeted out that she wanted the president to go and give the money to sexual assault victims in the Native American community. I can't remember what organization it was. So her her desire and her level of exploitation has no bounds. And and, and these people, these left-wingers out there will stop at nothing to make up these alternate realities and to and to abuse and exploit any interest group out there for their own means. And I'll tell you after we do the national anthem and then and then the break uh, I'll get into another person who is utilizing and exploiting a voting block, and that is Claire McCaskill and her discussion of the uh, the rural voter. It's unbelievable. And, and, and this is her claiming that somehow the rural voter is she's, that's what she's, she's all about. But then when it gets right down to it behind closed doors, she's willing to give up a few rural voters just for some city votes. Because that, that's the kind of math they do. It's the kind of math that Hillary Clinton wants to do by getting rid of the Electoral College. When Claire McCaskill speaks like that, what they want to do is they want to get rid of the republic nature of this country. People keep calling it a democracy. It drives me crazy. This is not a democracy. It's a representative republic. And there's a huge difference there. And the Electoral College actually makes us that representative republic. It's a brilliant structure. It's not a democracy. And I wish people would stop saying that and stop calling it one because it's not. And, and, and so when you talk about the wanting more city votes and the rural voters, that's what really is – that's what the founding fathers were trying to prevent. They were trying to prevent people – from just focusing in on certain centers and certain places without actually having to go uh, to, and talk to everybody because the population centers are where the, all the votes are. Well, that's not true in a representative republic. So this is, this is an important consideration here, but I will ultimately uh, get to that. And uh, Nick Shore is going to be coming in. And I just love this, this Elizabeth Warren story. It says everything we need to know about uh, about what how the news media operates how easy it is for someone to come out and say what they say like Elizabeth Warren did and everybody's too scared too afraid to say anything about it and and, and believe me every single network was out there even by the time the evening rolled around when it was absolutely abundantly clear that Elizabeth Warren was had had ruined her own story with with her DNA test by five o'clock and five thirty in the evening. That didn't matter one whit to the news organizations. They still reported the same story they thought they had before actually the correction that Elizabeth Warren's Indian heritage was way lower than they thought it was. But believe me, this is 12 hours after the story has been released, and the networks have essentially ignored 
Every aspect of this story that proves Elizabeth Warren is a habitual liar with less Indian blood in her probably than President Trump, who's a European-American. Unbelievable. But they went ahead and knocked themselves out with the whole thing. I'll tell you that. Now to Senator Elizabeth Warren doing something unprecedented after years of ridicule from President Trump and Republicans over her claims of Native American ancestry. Today, the Massachusetts Democrat released results of a DNA test, (laughs) she says, proves it. As Kristen Welker explains, it's fueling speculation she'll run for president in 2020. Unbelievable. Tonight, calling his bluff after relentless taunts by President Trump over Senator Elizabeth Warren's claims of Native American ancestry. They call her Pocahontas. Pocahontas, Pocahontas. Warren is now answering her campaign releasing a DNA analysis. Keep in mind, they're completely ignoring the fact that this DNA test shows that Elizabeth Warren greatly, amazingly, incredibly exaggerated her Indian heritage. And as Mama Kay pointed out earlier, even if it was Indian, even the small level of Indian she has in her isn't even Native American Indian. It's quite likely Central uh, American or or, uh, South American Indian. It's unbelievable. But the news media, they completely ignore every aspect of the truth about what really is this DNA test. And they'll just show the DNA test and never even mention how it actually refutes her story more than it supports it. Stating there is strong evidence the senator had a Native American in her family going back six to ten generations. Today, President Trump was dismissive. Senator Elizabeth Warren releasing DNA test results to back up her claims of Native American heritage. The report indicates that Senator Warren's Native American ancestor is between six and ten generations back. His opponents say it's a racial slur, but President Trump relishes his nickname for Senator Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas, Pocahontas, Pocahontas. I mean, Pocahontas. Their story here, they completely ignored the actual real story because what they wanted was a story where President Trump is being shamed by Elizabeth Warren because they all want Elizabeth Warren to run for president. So they completely ignore the facts around this DNA test. And the fact that she has less Indian blood in her than perhaps even Donald Trump, they completely ignore it because they just will tell the story they want to tell, which is thank goodness for, well, alternative news sources, alternative media. Thank goodness for uh, Scott Jennings over there on CNN that I played you earlier. Thank goodness for uh, people on Twitter or Facebook. Thank goodness for Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit or Clash Daily or Newsbusters or hot air even, or, or even the uh, our twitchy and, and Breitbart. Because th- this dinosaur media would otherwise be the ones controlling the entirety of the story. And it would be an insufferable world as it, as it was for a quarter of a century where we had three networks controlling everything. We thought maybe the cable networks coming along would change things, but they really don't. Over at MSNBC, they were doing the same cheerleading uh, that 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 these networks were doing. And CNN, thankfully, at least had somebody on who was able to uh, refute Joan Walsh. And Fox News, uh, thankfully, had their evening time crew. Uh, Shepard Smith even was playing this game. Uh, uh, and, and, and again, the facts are right in front of them. 
The numbers are right there. Average American, 0.19%. European American, 0.19% Indian. Average European American. Elizabeth Warren, 0.09. That's half of what the average American is. And that's factually on the paper there. That's right there on the paper. So just because one of Elizabeth Warren's ancestors had sex with an Indian somewhere back in the old days, doesn't mean that she's Native American or that she can call herself that or talk or, or, or even, even if she's quoting her grandma, it doesn't matter. But, but, but again, uh, the, she greatly exaggerated her story. This is not a story about her toppling President Trump, but that didn't stop the news media from uh, continuing on. Trump seizing on Warren's claim that she is part Native American, even once leveling this challenge. I will give you a million dollars to your favorite charity, paid for by Trump, if you take the test and it shows you're an Indian. Trump claims that Warren used her heritage to help her get ahead, but there is no evidence it advanced her career. Still today, the Massachusetts senator who's... Do you realize that statement used her Native American heritage to get ahead, no evidence that it advanced her career? Do you realize that those are two separate things, right? Those are, those are, those are two separate things. Trump yeah. claims that Warren used her heritage to help her get ahead, but there is no evidence it advanced her career. She used her Native Americanism to get ahead. That's irrefutable because... Every time you turn around, she talks about the fact that she's Native American. She put it down on her college entrance forms, and she put it down on job applications that she was Native American. Now suddenly the story is, yeah, but it never really helped her. It's like, oh, um, and, and how, does that, how does that work? How do we know? We, we might not know it helped her, but we don't know it didn't help her. We do know that she put it down on her on her. Uh, papers that she was Native American. So, so either she thought it would help her or she was convinced by grandma's tale that she was Native American. But nonetheless, th- those two statements put together there uh, are non sequiturs. Still today, the Massachusetts senator who's eyeing a 2020 White House run took up the president's challenge, releasing this video showing her receiving the results of a DNA test. What do the facts say? The facts suggest that you absolutely have a Native American ancestor in your pedigree. Warren was told she had a Native American ancestor in the range of (laughs) six to ten generations. This is such bull crap. It's unbelievable. And they don't even get into the numbers on this thing. It's unreal. This fakery, but look, look what's happening for 2020. You could basically make up anything you want to make up. As long as you are a Democrat, you can make up any damn story that you want to tell, and the media will buy it and float it for you and be that vehicle that gets you in the door with it and ignore any facts around you. It wasn't until, like, for instance, Avenatti was was so self-destructive with a baseless gang rape claim that people actually finally realized, yeah, this guy's just kind of a cheap-ass hack lawyer, a, a porn lawyer, and, and, and instead of being the guy who might be the next 
president of the United States. But for a while there, they actually thought Avenatti was going to be the Democratic Party nominee because he was fighting President Trump over Stormy Daniels. And it wasn't until he self-destructed that it, that it became that way. Finally, the news media has kind of like, even the liberal news media has kind of uh, dropped off and, and quit on, on that whole ridiculous storyline. But with, with Elizabeth Warren, they're just going to simply ignore all the facts and, and Trojan horse this old girl on in. It's unbelievable. But boy, you can concoct anything. As long as you feel a certain way, too. And that was one of the arguments people made in her defense. Well, she felt Native American, so how can you take that away from her? It's like, very easily, watch, think, put it in my pocket. Yep, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, our national anthem. Wait, the Fed has raised interest rates. That means your minimum credit card payments are going up. Don't let that happen to you. This is James Hawkins of Golden Oak Lending. Now's the time to consolidate your debt. Home values are up, and you can use the smart cash in your home to pay off debt or get rid of expensive PMI. Smart cash is the difference between what you owe and the new value of your home. And Golden Oak still has fixed rates in the threes. Call 567-GOLD. NMLS 1149-37. Live here from the Discovery Design Studios, Truck Care Manufacturing, Discovery Design Truck Care Manufacturing, DDTDDTrucking.com. Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Elizabeth Warren. Self-destructs. Oh, the media won't report it. And her other 
the, the other great white hope for the Democrats is also having a little bit of a problem. The, by the way, if you want to know what the Cherokee Nation, how they responded to Elizabeth Warren before we get to Senator Clare, if you want to know what how the Cherokee Nation took the news, and 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 the and the and the political tomahawk chop that Elizabeth Warren was doing all day yesterday. Just like an obnoxious Braves fan. So the Cherokee Nation, because she says she's... The, the, the Cherokee is where she's putting her all of her beans here. The Cherokee Nation released a statement that said in part that DNA tests are useless in determining tribal citizenship. And they said that people using DNA to connect themselves to Cherokee Nation is inappropriate. And so the Cherokee Nation basically said, you know, Elizabeth Warren, you can take a hike too. We're, we're going to join that, that movement. The hashtag, you go away too. A DNA test, this is their full statement, a DNA test is useless to determine tribal citizenship Current DNA tests do not even distinguish whether a person's ancestors were indigenous to North or South America, as Mama Kay indicated earlier. Sovereign tribal nations set their own legal requirements for citizenship, and while DNA tests can be used to determine lineage, such as paternity to an individual, it is not evidence for tribal affiliation. Using a DNA test to lay claim to any connection. I didn't see this statement, by the way, on the, uh, on the network news. Using a DNA test to lay claim to any connection to the Cherokee Nation or any tribal nation, even vaguely, is inappropriate and wrong. It makes a mockery out of DNA tests and its legitimate uses while also dishonoring legitimate tribal governments and their citizens whose ancestors are well-documented and whose heritage is proven. Senator Warren is undermining tribal interests with her continued claims of tribal heritage. This is from the Cherokee Nation, to which Elizabeth Warren claims she belongs. And yet not one network outfit printed this statement and this statement was delivered uh, uh, yes, yesterday afternoon the, in fact the statement was posted at 4.30 in the afternoon I'm assuming that that is uh, let's see this came from Tulsa but I'm assuming that, that then if Tulsa, then at Central Time, 
But either way, the news organizations all had this information. This was posted at 4.30. I don't know what time the Cherokee Nation released, actually, the, the info. But it was posted at 4.30. And this, this, is, this is well within the bounds of a news organization being able to report something like this. But instead, they didn't. So keep that in mind that the Cherokee Nation itself issued a statement basically joining the hashtag we don't believe you either movement or the hashtag please go away Elizabeth Warren movement. That, that's, that's what this is all about. So to, to have the Cherokee Nation come out and say you're making a mockery of them is unbelievable. That should be an embarrassment in itself. This isn't going to help her, but the problem is it does help her when the entirety of the news media just simply ignores it. That's 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 help, Rotter. When you got somebody who's just not even going to report a story that that's clearly right there, that then then, then then yeah, of course, I guess you could basically say anything you damn well please at this point. But you don't get away with it for long. Eventually, it, it catches up with you. And so when you have that kind of humiliation, this time even coming from the Cherokee Nation, if I were you, I would just shut up. I mean, that, that whole dramatic thing that she did with the, with the, with the news people, uh, with, with this documentary. This video showing her receiving the results of a DNA test. What do the facts say? The facts suggest that you guys absolutely have a Native American ancestor in your pedigree. <laughs> yeah, but behind this piano music and her, you know, turning her head and shaking her head like she just got the, like we're watching this, like a reality show. Unbelievable. And that guy, whoever that guy is, he must have been paid a boatload of money to be, and this guy does DNA research uh, for a living. I mean, so you'd think that he would, he would actually be the same way as the other guys when it comes to, uh, to, to try and to set, set the record straight, but but apparently it, th- there was no uh, there they, they were they, he would have nothing to do with that, and instead was more than happy to help out a political campaign and undermine his own profession, which even the Cherokee Nation people are saying you should never do this with a DNA test. This is not appropriate to do with a DNA test. All right, so on to Senator Claire McCaskill uh, and. You know, I will tell you that this is this is great because um, the guys over at Project Veritas once again were able to uh, get this undercover video and this campaign. This time, the target was Claire McCaskill's campaign, and the entirety of this report from Project Veritas and James O'Keefe exposes how incumbent Senator Claire McCaskill and individuals working on campaigns conceal their liberal views on issues in order to court moderate voters. So the claim from Senator Claire McCaskill is that somehow, no, she's, you know, because she goes out into the rural areas there and tends to make these grand statements about how, oh, you know what, I'm not really on the left. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do that. Oh, Vicky Howard, thank you. Fox uh, did report the Cherokee Nation comment. I meant the. I meant the other. Uh, the, the networks I just displayed: CBS, ABC, and and NBC, and Nick Schwarzin. So uh, 
we'll go ahead and get get you in now, buddy. Come on in, brother. Uh, come on in the studio. Nick Schwar, who is uh, an esteemed state representative, and he's uh, wonderful out there in the St. Peter's area. He is the general counsel. What's up, brother? General counsel for Arrowhead Building Supply and Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing as well. And also is up for re-election in November. And Nick Schroer, how you doing, man? I'm excellent. Thank you for having me on. Good to see you, man. Uh, and and how's the campaign going, by the way? It's good. Good. I'm, I'm glad that we have the Irish weather, so I don't have to sweat my butt off going door to door. I know, man. And being part Viking, uh, I love it out there like that. So, Well, so you're European-American. Yes. Okay, so you probably have more... Indian blood in you than Elizabeth Warren does. So I, I, I looked at my ancestry yesterday after all this popped up. Yeah. My wife and I, we both did uh, DNA tests back, I don't know, two years ago. So haven't looked at it in about a year, got on, and it updated. And my wife's actually had like 6 or 7% Native American. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah. But she's <laughs> never once said, hey, give me a scholarship. Give me a prestigious institution because of right. me being Native American. So right. Uh, mine actually updated, and where it was Scandinavian, it was like 60% Scandinavian to cut it up into different pieces from Germany, Sweden, uh, all these different things. So it's kind of neat. I still yeah. need to dig back into it to figure out what the heck, you know, why did it change like that? But right, yeah, there was some, uh, uh, I'll have to I'll have to show it to you if, if we take yeah. a break, but it's weird. Bantu peoples. Oh, I have, wow. I have no idea what that is, but uh, I have part of that in me you could you could go down and become uh you know like king of the bantus if you really wanted to i'm yeah, thinking about if, that. if you were elizabeth warren you'd go down there and claim that you were bantu and therefore please let me do whatever you do in bantu well i could <laughs> i could contact wash you yeah and say hey i want to be the professor and you right. can claim you've got a bantu professor just remember when you go down there what happens in bantu stays in bantu just so you know that's what i've told uh, and so Here's the thing. What's so funny about this is the Cherokee Nation statement indicates what you're kind of indicating yeah. there, and that is that when the um, uh, <laughs> when the uh, <laughs> these guys, some of these people, Jimmy Haney's on here, and he goes, "I got a blood transfusion from a black guy. What does that make me?" It's like <laughs> I don't know, people. You crazy mothers out there. I love you guys. So no, uh, the the Cherokee Nation released a statement because here's the deal. Uh, the 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 problem with Elizabeth Warren's story is, and then we'll get to Claire because that's Ooh. more important, I think, here <laughs> right now. To, you to think us Claire has least. any Native American in her? Uh, she, listen, she's clearly Scottish of some sort. So the fact of matter is, you know, uh, Nick, you can go to any European American, and you can say that there's a strong likelihood they have more Indian in them yeah. than Elizabeth Warren. Because based on her report, it shows her with 0.09 percentage of Indian blood. Uh, and the average European uh, American has 0.19. So she has less uh, – she has less – American Indian or Indian blood in her than even most average European Americans, which would be most average white people. Yeah. Uh, and, and and which means I should probably play something from the average white band next time we take a little break. It'll be fantastic. So, but then the Cherokee Nation released a statement. They said, well, here's the deal. She was saying she's Cherokee. Uh, and, and, and for us to be a member of the Cherokee tribe, you have to actually have a, a real distinct connection, yeah, connection to the tribe. The tribe. And they say DNA tests absolutely do not uh, 
yeah. show any tribal connection. In fact, you can't distinguish whether or not the the blood when you do a DNA test is Central American Indian blood, yeah. South American Indian blood, Native American Indian blood. You can't tell. So to use it is, they said, a DNA test is an absolute mockery yeah. of not only the Cherokee Nation, but also the DNA test to begin with. Yep. So anyway, this is, this is turning out disastrous for her. But it's funny, though, because when I see the news, I'm like, do you guys know what we know? Because this is why I don't watch the news. Because well, That's what I, I, I saw just... when I got online yesterday. I hadn't even heard anything about it. And the first thing that pops up on Bing or whatever the home search engine is at work it says, oh, Elizabeth Warren, you know, Native American, her <laughs> DNA results are released. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I clicked on it, and I'm reading. And then I go to Twitter, and I'm looking at all the different links. Like, something doesn't match up here. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. touting it like this is something that, hey, we proved you wrong. Right. But it doesn't quite match up. And I don't know. It seemed like yesterday was a, an episode from Stranger Things <laughs> and the Upside Down. I because know. every time you turn around, it's – I saw James O'Keefe in the Claire McCaskill Studios. I saw uh, – Donald Trump talking about how he's going to give her point zero zero nine percent of that million dollar nine hundred bucks. It, it was it was a good day for for politics yesterday. If you want to be entertained by politics, yeah. well, you know it's it's kind of weird because it's it's like nowadays as long as you're on the left, all you have to do is like wave around a piece of paper and say it's something, yeah. and they're like, okay, the results are in. You know the the test is in. I have these documents right in front of me that show, and nobody even bothers to check yeah. the documents at all. It reminds me of a guy I used to work with who used to uh, carry around a. Um, uh, like he used to carry around all these pages of notebooks and things like Just all that. all the time? To, well, when he was working okay. in the radio business. And he'd carry these things around, these papers, and he'd have them close to his chest and everything else. And, and, he, and it made him look like he was busy, smarter than he really was. So, But as long as he carried around this stack of papers. I should he, carry around a dictionary. It, exactly. <laughs> I know everything. It's kind of like it's kind of like a guy. Like if you see a guy carrying around a Bible, you'd say, "Oh, yeah, he's probably yeah, it's Christian." You know, so all that's all you have to do is just kind of carry something, carry something around, around. If you're on the left, if Can you're you on carry the right, that around, <laughs> yeah, the Miami. You should, yeah, should. carry the Emmy around from now on. My side, you know, <laughs> wherever you go, everywhere I go, in a drive-through at Taco Bell, <laughs> right <laughs> just on, set it right on the dash. Yeah, uh, yeah, no doubt. All right, so uh, first of all, how's your? Rick Pogue's on, by the way. Oh, nice. Um, your, your, uh, your esteemed colleague over there at Arrowhead Building Supply and Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing. By the way, how are things going over there at Discovery Design? Very good. Um, good. This Saturday, we're having Liberty Fest over there. Um, it was going to be at this big farm, but with the weather, uh, inclement weather and stuff, it's going to be at uh, Discovery Design this Saturday. So oh, okay. we'd love to have you out. Yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to auction off some guns. So. Uh, even though Claire McCaskill wants to ban semi-automatic rifles, we're going to go ahead and auction a couple of those off. Um, That's right. You know what? I, I first of all, a couple things I did that um, once again show how disorganized I am. <laughs> One time, I did want to buy a raffle ticket for the gun. Yeah, can I still do that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And then the other thing is, you did text me and say, "Are you still good for October twentieth?" And in my mind, October twentieth was like somewhere oh, down yeah. there. You know, and suddenly right it's Saturday. Corner. Yep. Well, because I was in New York for four days, and I was like, I so that. a little bit, a uh, little bit, uh, kind of confused. So, so indeed, October twentieth is uh, this Saturday. This Saturday. So, okay. And if you're a big fan I'll of Judge there. Kavanaugh, we're gonna have beer. Oh, nice! If you liked beer in high school and you still <laughs> like beer, you can partake 
and uh, and have a couple brewskis. But yeah, that's going to be there. Uh, Discovery Design is blowing up. It went nice. from like a two two bay shop right next to Arrowhead. Now it's got like depending on how you count the bays, like eight to twelve bays. Um, Man, business is, is booming Good. out there in St. Peter's, and and now we've already broke ground. We're we're forming the uh, the foundation of the new Arrowhead, which is going to be about eighty thousand square foot. It's going to have an actual house in the building, in an actual house in the showroom, which has never been done before that we know of. But that's right. how Rick Pogue and and the guys over there, Larry Sachs, Jerry, Tammy, all those guys know how to revolutionize the entire business. That's what they've done with the rooftop delivery. They're doing that. Making these uh, big booms for for state of Washington, Florida, Texas. Um, so they 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 come up with an idea, and it's great because Discovery Design works hand in hand with them. They'll come up with an idea, yeah, and they'll reach out to Discovery Design, and they'll make it happen. So very very smart people. I love working there. Very Christian company, and um, right, it, it, I, doing great things for the for the county. I know, I know, basically how the house inside of the showroom conversation went uh with rick pogue and jerry oh, yeah. right i know exactly I, I don't even have to be there and i wasn't there to know how it went and i know that what happened is it was uh it was one day and, and they're sitting around and they're talking about what they're going to do and then suddenly um rick pogue decides to say you know what we ought to do we ought to have just build a house an entire house right in the middle of the showroom and Jerry's like, "Well, how much do you think that's going to cost?" <laughs> it doesn't. And Rick's like, "It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I know gonna it's going it. to be fantastic. I'm just telling you, it's, it's going to be huge. <laughs> it's going to be big." And that's exactly the the big thinkers over there at, uh, at well, even the Arrowhead. cube that they came up with. I know Rick and I and uh, ownership were sitting around, and Rick said, "Well, you know, I, I went to this this furniture store, and they had this thing that you could." put a couch in your house and see what it looks like in the different colors. Let's do that with, with buildings. And people started thinking, we're like, well, we think that, that, that it's out there, but it's cartoon houses and right. it's not your house. He goes, well, I want it to be your house. You can take a picture of your house, put siding, put cedar shake, put all that on your house. They made it happen. So if you're building a new house and you just have plans, or if you want to uh, look at your house and remodel it, I know you came in and did that with your house. You put cedar shake and all these different things on. You can actually see what, a different color, a different siding, a different anything, a door, window is going to look like on your house. And that's uh, at all the branches. It's called the cube at Arrowhood. Yeah, I love I love the cube. And, in fact, I was trying to take – now, see, there's a difference between me and uh, Rick, and that is that I have these visions that are, imp- that are completely impossible. <laughs> uh, so I'll take the cube one step further. And I said, well, you know what would be great is – if you could have something like the cube, but it actually it was like real on your house, so that one day you could have cedar shake on your house, yeah. and then the next day you push a button and you'll and you it's like and those you billboards that are electric. Yes, and just change it, change the facade. Yeah, that it's that it's all kind of uh, it's all real, actually just visual, like a hologram yeah. or something. That's common. I wish we could do that with our senator. <laughs> Where you just hit a button and say, okay, I want her to tell the truth now. And I think she did with this Project Veritas stuff yeah. uh, that came out yesterday. And I was sitting there. Um, I'm, I'm dressed in black. It's not just because I like Johnny Cash. I've got a World War II constituent. He's a good friend of mine, Ralph Borelli. Uh He ended up passing away last week. And I'm going to go speak at his uh, funeral today. But it, it was odd. I was putting this on and getting getting all my, my words ready yes, last night. And um, all of a sudden I see this this picture come across online and it's um the guy from project veritas in the claire mccaskill uh the headquarters i'm like what what's going on here and about 10 minutes later i watched the video so it's kind of i mean 
this could be her her Todd Aiken moment. This yeah. could definitely be something that puts a nail in her coffin. Um, and and Nick, there were there were two uh, examples of it. The yeah. one was her talking about the gun safety legislation, which I can't stand that terminology yeah. because they, they they've managed to change the language. And and call gun control legislation now gun safety, safety. legislation. It's like, oh, my Lord. Uh, so that – and then they had the other one about the rural voters that yeah. we'll get to because Claire loves to go and talk to these moderate voters out there or or to you know what she thinks are independent voters and talk about how truly independent that she really is. And don't worry about me. I'm not going to – I'm convinced that's how she beat Jim Talent to begin oh, with, yeah. which was, you know, uh, Jim was in the middle of, of a, a, a war era, and it was the Iraq War, and the Democrats were busy uh, making statements that were endangering our troops and everything else, and he just was snowed under by it. And she walks in like, oh, I'm just, uh, I'm just Main Street. I'm not Wall Street. I'm just this and that. And she was able to claim victory that well, that's way. That's what she's been doing. She's been going around the state and lying to one sector down in southern Missouri. And then she comes back up here and says something different. But now with uh, media and the way that it is now with Facebook, Twitter, I mean, people are ripping out their phones, taking videos of it. It's harder for her to lie to a bigger section of the state of Missouri. So now these things are coming out. Yeah. And it's exposing who she really is. She's, you know... Just be honest with people. And in this video, she was. She said, yeah, I'm going to go for complete ban on uh, semi-automatic rifles. I'm I'm 100% pro-abortion. These are not... Yeah, you know, values of everyday Missourians. Well, let me play it for you. And and also, uh, by the way, keep in mind, this also has made Drudge Report, which oftentimes, you know, uh, there are a lot of people, average Americans, who don't necessarily go to Hot Air or go to Breitbart or... Gateway Pundit or Clash Daily or something like that, uh, but they but they do pop on to Drudge Report, and so sometimes Drudge can do uh, a great service on behalf of people who were looking for common sense out there. So he actually has a link to at least this video, and then we have some other ones to play for you where she's talking about the rural voter thing. But uh, here she is. Uh, caught on tape by the Project Veritas guys uh, talking about how, yeah, everything I'm talking about where I'm not going to go near your guns is a bunch of baloney. Check it out. Hold on. Let me just see if I can get the uh, volume up on here. thought that was a truck backing. <laughs> so you would be on board with, with bump, the bump stocks? Of course, of course. Bump stocks. Oh, I've voted for... capacity mags. I've, I've voted for most of those things before. So for a ban? Oh, yeah. Great, great. Oh, yeah. I can tell them, because she does, support a semi-automatic firearm ban. Because I want to say something I shouldn't say. I think semi-automatic, like... And a semi-automatic rifle ban. Okay. So he's talking to someone who's working in her campaign office. So, so far we've had her on there going, hell yeah, everything. I'll vote for it. Yes, I'll do, I'll do whatever I need. And then to one of her, uh, Carson Pope, who's a field organizer, organizer for the Claire McCaskill campaign. So here's their real question. Claire holds off on impeachment to get the moderates. What do we tell the moderates after we drop the impeachment hammer afterwards? Get over it. Yeah, that's also what else they got on tape, Get over which it. was her. Yeah, talking about. So she right now she's saying, "Oh, we're not going to uh, mess Peach. around with the impeachment stuff." And then they're already planning on telling the moderates to go screw themselves. Unbelievable. It was, it was a national security question. 
That information was confidential. And she did she did her duty by not revealing the information until afterwards. And also get over it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get over it. That president sucked. Let's move on. Yeah, I mean, that's how these guys operate. And you know what's amazing to me is <laughs> as much as uh, O'Keefe has been around with his cameras, these you guys. somebody. It's like Borat. <laughs> You're going to have to catch somebody somehow. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how Borat keeps making these, Sasha Baron Cohen keeps making these movies. You would expect some goofball that's coming around with a camera. Yeah. Just don't talk to him. Yeah, I, I know. think that's what Sarah Palin did. Yeah. I think the guy who has the big gigantic mustache and the oversized beard, not you. I'm talking about <laughs> Borat going, but the talking like this all the time. You know, it's like I think that's Borat, dude. Yeah. Why are you talking to him? You know, it just amazes me that these people are coming <laughs> clean. But you know what? Maybe that's the Holy Spirit working through these people. Just they're on a pedestal. They think that they're untouchable. And you know, people like Claire McCaskill, where she was shotgunning a beer after she helped Todd Aiken yeah. get elected back uh, the last election. And now this is her Todd Aiken moment, I yeah. hope. Oh, uh, well, and, and, and there's so many of them because yes. people are focusing yeah. just on the gun thing. But there's so many of them where the people working for her, and she could easily just throw well, them under the bus. A couple weeks ago when she was at a, quote-unquote, open-to-the-public uh, town hall, and there was somebody just with, with a camera filming. She walks in. Everybody applauds. She sees the guy with the camera. She walks away. And all of a sudden, somebody, a spokesperson from the uh, the campaign comes in. No, 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 no. I don't know who you are. You got to get out of here. Well, it's open to the public, isn't it? Yeah, but no media. Well, it's open to the public. <laughs> well, it's one like, of our institutions that Hillary talks about is the yeah. media. Transparency. Come yeah. On. I mean, you, let's, let's, and this is, this is Nicolin Steros. He's a, a campaign staffer. How, like, because, like, he's, he's a very liberal candidate, and, like, kind of Claire distancing herself from the party is going to help her win more votes than it will, uh, saying, like, Oh, here's Obama, the former president of the United States, to now speak on my behalf. So this is them saying they don't want Obama anywhere near them, uh, you know, because he has been making the rounds. Although he then he came out and then he disappeared again. I don't know what what happened to him. It's like uh, mad but, cow disease. He's here <laughs> and he's gone. Right. And 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 they don't want to go anywhere near Obama, even though, even though Claire McCaskill was flying around on on Air Force One for heaven knows how long and how often with Obama, she was right there, bought and sold. She was ready to rock and roll with him, and now they're claiming they don't want to have anything to do with him. Which is unfortunate because I love Obama to pieces. I'd love to see him come here. And they, they essentially have the same views on everything. You know, people just can't know that. Yeah, people can't know that. that, that her they and McCaskill, have the- same, same ideas. Same person. Right. right. So Obama has agreed to basically disappear and, 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 and not be around so that she can pretend she has nothing to do with him. Now, the, what do you think the chances are, Nick Shore, that people are going to believe that? Like, for instance, do you think that there are people out there I, – I, I guess it works in politics, but I always I – I didn't think Missourians were that – uh, not, not stupid, but were that disengaged to to not to see say, well, Obama's not around, so they must not be connected anymore, and she must not believe anything he has to say anymore. It's it's not that easy. It doesn't seem. Well, I think maybe eight, ten, fifteen years ago, before Facebook, Twitter, social media was rampant like it is now. I think it was easy to have that disconnect to to kind of forget. Hey, she was she was Hillary's right hand woman. She was Obama's right hand man. She voted with them ninety something percent of the time. 
But now, I mean, you've got you've got groups like uh, I think it's Missouri Rising yeah. that are out there pushing and pushing, and they're saying, no, no, no. Remember, this is the person who said that she's a moderate, but she's voted with Schumer, voted for a hundred percent of Obama's uh, judges, voted against. All of Trump's judges. So this is not somebody that you want uh, representing Missouri with the core values of pro-life, pro-gun. Now she's admitting, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go as soon as I can. As soon as we take over uh, power, we're going to ban guns. We're going to take away uh, semi-automatic rifles, which I don't think she could even explain the difference between a fully automatic rifle and a semi-automatic rifle. I mean, to me, I, I ended up winning the uh, Freshman Legislator of the Year in, in Missouri for my work on Second Amendment. Uh, issues and I ended up getting an A plus from the NRA, something that I think only a few other legislators in the state have. And when I was in General Laws Committee, we had a lot of different gun bills, and the Democrats filed a lot of gun bills trying to peel us back to to before concealed carry. But the funny thing was, not a lot of them were educated on what a semi-automatic gun does. They think it's this big machine gun. They don't even know what an AR is. Yeah, right. And the size difference between, let's say, my hunting rifle, a thirty odd six, and a five five six. Um, so you've got groups like this guy, Nikolai, whatever his name is, uh, with the McCaskill campaign and all her little groupies talking about, yeah, yeah, gun safety, gun safety. Right. That's not what they want. Yeah. I mean, they've made it clear, her, Schumer, Bloomberg, they've all made it clear what they want. And that's peeling back the Second Amendment. They, other Democrats have been caught on tape saying, we want to get rid of the Second Amendment. If that's one that we can get rid of, we should just scrap it and do away with it. Why? Because then they could actually enact a full socialist policy in the state or not even in the state of Missouri, but across the United States towards government control. They want government control, healthcare. They want government control damn near everything. Yeah. Well, and, and, and by the way, it's not just the, the gun control issue uh, that you're seeing all this phoniness as part of Claire McCaskill. Even when you hear them talk about how, Oh yeah, we're definitely going to be in lockstep with the, the Kavanaugh impeachment, even though when they did a poll recently, and it was during the whole Kavanaugh mm. thing, they he got they had like sixty something percent of Americans uh, were uh, approving of his confirmation, which is a number I Unheard haven't of. seen f- on on anybody in recent memory involved in politics because it's so polarizing. Yeah. Uh, but if you go to ProjectVeritasAction.com. You can see all this tape, but there's more, I'm telling you. Well, if we, get, if we elect enough Democrats, we'll get some gun safety stuff done. If we elect enough Democrats, we'll get some gun safety done. Plus, I love the production value of these. Oh, yeah. You know. We have a disturbing new undercover video. Very revealing. Veritas. There was somebody who came in... Um, sort of posing as a senior volunteer and basically got these young people talking in that fashion. Hey, this is uh, James O'Keefe for Outside the Bredesen Campaign. Would you like to see yourself on video? <laughs> in Missouri, incumbent Democrat Senator Claire McCaskill is vying to keep her seat in the typically Republican-leaning state. All right, so Nick Shore, I'm going to get to you real quickly, and then we're going to go back to the whole rural voter thing because I know you're running for re-election, and uh, obviously you work hard no matter what the reality is. I could tell you all day long there's no way that Americans in St. Peter's or in southern Illinois with the Mike Bost uh, representation there in Congress, there's no way people are going to go to the polls right now and elect individuals who are going to help dismantle what we've been able to grow, not only in Missouri, but also in the United States, right to the economy, everything else. Yeah. And that's the thing, voter turnout. Voter turnout, voter turnout. Right now in an off year where you don't have somebody like Trump, who actually, when I'm looking at my databases going door to door, there's a lot of people that 
have no history of voting up until the general election right. 2016. They saw somebody they, they might not have agreed with, but he had the cojones to come out and say what he actually felt. And that's one thing I respect. You know, when people say, get him to stay off Twitter, it's like, no, you at least see what he feels about something. Unlike Obama, unlike McCaskill, unlike Elizabeth Warren, who come out and say whatever it is to appease the general masses and then go behind closed doors and talk about how they're going to impeach Trump and do these things that they lied to us about. But voter turnout is key in this election and every election. Uh, We saw what happened during the primary. There were a lot of Democrats that came out. There was one issue uh, that they really, really supported. And now there, there's several issues that anybody from the right, the left could support, but it's just voter turnout. We've got medicinal marijuana on the ballot. We've got a minimum wage increase on the ballot. We've got a lot of different things on the ballot. But one of the most important things, if we want to keep this economy going the way that it is, is replacing a political shill like Claire McCaskill with somebody like Josh Hawley, who I've worked with in Jefferson City. We've worked on stuff from uh, ethics reform that our, our friend Rob Schaff was the one yeah. who, who assassinated it I in know. the Senate. I know. And now he's the one that's on Amendment 1, dirty Missouri. Ah, yeah, this is so good. We, we haven't gotten things done. No, it's he hasn't gotten a damn thing done in 16 years, which is half of my lifetime. The two years that I've been up there, is the first thing we passed out getting into the Senate was ethics reform. But, no, voter turnout's going to be key. Um, from And oddly enough, the, the Boss family, I, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in Southern Illinois, I helped out a couple different campaigns when I was at law school out there. And got to know them pretty well, and um, great, great people, very stand-up uh, citizens. And yeah, I don't think that people in Southern Illinois who are who heard that Obama and Hillary were going to bankrupt the coal mining industry, right, which actually right. was the backbone of Southern Illinois. Uh, I don't think they're going to come out to the polls and say, "Well, you know what? We're doing good. The economy's back up and working. We got some steel mills going up in Illinois, in a town that was largely dead." Um, but We've had enough of this. We've right. had enough winning. No way. And that's why I think that people are still going to turn out. I, I still believe that the Trump effect uh, in terms of invigorating people and invigorating voters is still a, a thing. And I still believe people are going to go out this time not to introduce new blood, but to preserve new yeah. blood. And and that's going to be the key because no one in their right mind is going to go out and unless they – want to redress and re-prosecute the general election, which I, there are plenty of people out there yeah. who want to do that. But I don't think where you are and, and the people of Southern Illinois in that, in that uh, 12 district are really going to uh, do that. Now, we, a couple of things you mentioned. One is, is clean Missouri on the ballot this time in November? So I call it dirty mo. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it really is dirty. It's something that, and I just uncovered this act blue, act blue, ACT blue. Uh, it's something that, not many people know what it is, but Clean Missouri, Amendment 1, which everybody has to drill it's in their head. On it's, this ballot, it's on right? this ballot, though, right? It's on this ballot, yes. This is created by far-left progressives. It was written by them. It's, it's funded by them. It's, go to STL Post-Dispatch, Kansas City Star, Springfield News Leader. You'll see that George Soros has put in dang near half a million, if not more. All these dark money packs that they talk about are so bad, they're accepting over a million dollars from them. Um, but now I've just found out because they all the supporters want to come. It's not partisan at all. It's not partisan. Well, why is it that they're using Act Blue, which is a a tool for the left to get the left back in power? That's their main source of, of right. fundraising. But when you look at Section Three, 
Uh, and I've talked a little bit about ethics reform and, and how people like Rob Schaff, who are now supporting Amendment 1, and they're, they're the reason why it was dead and not passed in 17 and 18. Well, let me, let me just interrupt you for just a second there, because yeah, I know you mentioned the left and Soros, but one of the ways in which this thing got the legs that it got is because we had these never-Trumper, never-Greitens Republicans out there who wound up supporting it. Yeah. And, and and for whatever reason, this Rob Schaff character, for whatever reason, decided this was going to be a thing that they supported, which is now why it's tainted, in my opinion, with this yeah. word bipartisan, because they've got a couple of hack Republicans to, to back it up. Well, we've got a lot of Democrats on our side showing that this is going to actually cut away and do away with the minority representation in the House oh, and wow. in the Senate. So we have um, our friend Maria Chappelle-Dahl, yeah. who – is a never Trumper. Yeah. She recognizes that this is going to hurt uh, her district. We've got Courtney Curtis, a Democrat. We've got the NAACP St. Louis that has come out, even though the state chapter has supported this, the NAACP St. Louis chapter knows that, look, we've got historic numbers of minority representation, which is a good thing. I mean, we used to have, get this way back when, uh, and I've talked to the historians in Missouri Capitol, the first uh, black representative was a Republican in the city. They gerrymandered him out. The Democrats said, well, we, we don't want this guy. So they redrew the districts to get him out of there. So then he moved back into that district, got reelected. And it seems that the Democrats are going to try to do that again. Because what they're going to do is take this, uh, let's just say, you know, a circle. Put a circle around the city of St. Louis. Let's say that's one district. They're going to chop that up into right. about 100 different pieces and attach it to all the districts in St. Charles, all the districts in uh, Lincoln County, all the districts, even spanning into Montgomery County, Warren County, Boone County. And that's the way that they've done it in California. That's the way that they've done it in Chicago. And that's the way that they're going to try to take back control. And who the hell knows why Rob Schaff is behind it? Money talks. And that's the way that this got on the ballot. Right. And as much as we thought, because in the initial view, we talked about how this is how you turn a place into Cook County, Illinois. This is how you get the Madigan Mafia, where they did the same thing in in Cook County. And they took Chicago. And if you just do your hand upside down, they spread – uh, the uh, sh- tentacles, the fingers, right into the outside of Chicago, and redistricted to the point where they just simply got more Democrats, yeah. or at least made the districts more competitive. And it looks to me like some of these Democrats who are behind this were more than happy to go ahead and oh, we want to turn some of these things into Republican districts, but more than happy also to throw. Typically, as as white yeah. liberals do, throw blacks under the bus in the city of St. Louis. It's it's sad. It's ridiculous. And I see more and more from the Black Caucus that uh, the Conservative Caucus, the Liberty Caucus, uh, and, and the Black Caucus all get along. Yeah. And we've got a lot of the same core principles. Um, That's interesting. I love I love that idea because I, I know that to be a fact that there are – we're kind of in a new day, especially with a lot of young conservatives yeah. and even for that matter young liberals who have the one little – vein of libertarianism mm-hmm. in front of them, which, 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 which is why we were able to get uh, court reform uh, yes. through the way it was done in North County, because everybody had a vested interest in uh, liberty and yeah. in the Constitution, and that drew liberals and conservatives. And that's one thing, you know, with the Black Caucus, the Conservative Caucus, the Liberty Caucus, we all see that government intervention by and large is not good. And this is what this is. Uh, Amendment 1 is expanding government. They're backing up a lot of the the left will say well you know we got all these republicans because they're gerrymandering they're fixing these districts no that's blatantly wrong if that was the case please tell me why the entire state of missouri by and large voted for trump it wasn't any districts it was just missourians by and large voted for 100 percent in 2016 all republican statewide officials 
Right. Not a single Democrat right. won. So these districts currently, when the census comes out, it goes into a committee, a bipartisan committee, 50% Republican, 50% Democrat. And what do they do? They get together, they look at the lines, they look at county lines, they look at all the population shifts, and they say, okay, well, each district has to have at least X amount of people in it. If they can't get 70% of those people to agree, then it goes to our appellate courts. And in the state of Missouri, we all know it's nonpartisan courts. So you have a bipartisan process. If that breaks down, it doesn't work. It goes to the nonpartisan courts. So now these lefties are sitting there saying, the system's broken, it's corrupt. These people are are drawing the lines to advantage the Republicans. Okay, then point to me. Anybody on that uh, appellate judge panel, that's corrupt. Right. Let me know, because I'll file the dang bar complaint myself. Yeah, right. But they can't. They can't name names. And what they're wanting to do is give it to the only statewide Democrat, the auditor. What the hell does the auditor have to do with redistricting? I don't know. But they're giving her the power, or whoever it may be, the power, to handpick, have the party handpick, a unelected bureaucrat funded by taxpayer dollars to draw the lines that is going to advantage them in a competitive fashion. Right, right. Now, uh, quickly, and then we'll take a break to pay some bills, and then I want to get to this this go back to Claire McCaskill and the rural voter thing. I know you got to go eventually uh, to the the funeral, but I want to check you out on the uh, medical marijuana issue. There are three different things on the ballot and there is one that I'm not going to vote for, and that is Doctor Johnson's medical marijuana bill. It's like I don't know what I'm going to be like on voting for that guy's, you know, the Brad Bradshaw bill. Yeah, yeah, that, that's bad news. And I, I can explain very quickly. Yeah. Um, so I'm voting no on Amendment One. Amendment One is dirty mo. That's the one the redistricting. Amendment Two is actually good, and I've worked with um, uh, Tom Mundell, who's a former state commander VFW. He's actually my wife's uncle. Uh, he was a POW in Vietnam. He's helped uh, many different veterans across the United States, but he helped actually draw this up. What it would do, I think it's a 2% tax on medicinal marijuana. Certain um, certain ailments you can actually get the card for. And it's actually getting back the money that's raised is going to our treatment courts, which work. They're right. tremendous. Or, or And it's going to uh, veterans. I like Amendment 2 also. Yeah. Because there are three of them. Not, not three amendments, two amendments and then one state. Correct. A statutory statutory thing. Yeah, okay. So Amendment 3, I'm going to vote no on. That's the Brad Bradshaw bill. This guy, uh, he's a, I'm a doctor and an attorney, which my dad always says, well, he must be smart. I'm like, well, not as smart as he thinks because he put his name in this to where he would be enshrined in our Constitution. I don't know another person. No All way. All the great Missourians that we have, nobody's in the Constitution. He would put his name in the Constitution. He would create this board to where he's the head of the board. He gets to handpick all the members. This is Amendment 3. He gets to handpick all the members making, I think it's like 180 grand a year. He gets to handpick all those members and actually have the power to enact eminent domain in the state of Missouri, where they can go in and say, okay, land acquisition board, where do we want? We can go to Jamie Allman's property. Any means necessary, they can get your property to enact some uh, learning institution for medical marijuana. I'm voting no on three. Now, does does that one come? Does that mean also does he have his own buggy? horse and buggy and he, he travels from town to, town to town i have here some medical marijuana right in here Try it for me. yeah that, that that would be dr bradshaw's medical marijuana train well it's a 15 percent tax so i wouldn't be surprised that they're gonna buy him some castle or uh, horse and buggy <laughs> yeah right all right so uh okay so then the third one is not so amendment one amendment one is dirty mo vote no dirty mo yes number two is the good the uh, medical marijuana, marijuana yes, yes. okay Three is bad. Three no. is the Brad Bradshaw. But then there's Prop C. Yes. Which actually, it kind of works It kind of works along with uh, Amendment 2. 
Um, and it, it would be a statutory measure to what, you know, let's say the people pass it. If there's something wrong with the implementation, the process, the mechanisms, we as a state legislature can go in and say, okay, well, we understand the people want this. Let's fix how it's being implemented. Uh, that's a good part about that. So yeah, and but I like that part of it. But I also know that it can work the other way, yes, where it somebody can. wants to get their greasy hands in it again, and so then that could be pushed in there. Now, Travis Brown, I like the guy. He's he's a, he's a good guy, and I've, I know he's done a lot of good work when it comes to common sense uh, government and and, and community. Uh, financial stability, everything else. I know he's gone around the, around the yeah. globe doing that. So I, I like the guy. I just don't trust, and I, and I trust lawmakers, obviously, but I don't trust this being kind of a, a uh, manipulative process where you could, you could go in and yeah. change things around. I do like the fact that it can be fixed, yeah. but, but it goes the other way too. I agree. I mean, it's a slippery slope if we're going to open that door to where the, the legislature can, can get in there and, uh, change it up a bit to benefit one party. Uh, I am concerned about that. I know people like myself and other colleagues. I'm sad to see Paul Kurtman go, but we have a lot of people that are of the same mindset that we will stand up and ensure that that does not happen Um, because expanding government is is a very bad thing in many situations, especially this. The government should not have any role uh, in in running a business, and that's what a lot of people – especially with marijuana or, or trying to become the monopoly man. Yeah. And it's sad because there are people with uh, epilepsy, with PTSD that could benefit from this, this very good thing um, that they're trying to take advantage of. Well, and so there's a chance then, let's put it this way. I mean, Proposition C mm-hmm. could pass. Yes. And so could Amendment 2 at the same time. Then what do they do? So uh, I've heard, as an attorney, I, I don't deal with election law, but I've heard many different things. And I've researched um, one one line of thinking, which seems to be the prevailing view, is that the constitutional measures, uh, which are Prop 2 and 3, Prop 2 is what I'm voting for. Uh, I already did vote for it. If that passes, then, and if it passes with more votes than the other one, then that wins. Um and it would also kick off the statutory measure. There's another view that says, okay, if they all pass, or if any, you know, if more than one passes, they all intertwine if they don't conflict with one another. Right. So all the matching pieces or pieces that, you know, one, one didn't address and the other one does address, then they would mesh together. Um, I know our, our officials in, in St. Charles County have said, nah, the one with the top vote gets it since it's all in the same subject matter. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I guarantee that there's going to be some court battles. Brad Bradshaw already tried to kick the other two off because he's – who knows what. Who <laughs> yeah. knows what he's thinking. He's I don't like that whole thing. I, well, I'll tell you one thing, though. I will uh, – I wish I could get uh, – you know, kind of get it in my hands in one of these dispensaries, though, because I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this one Prop C thing isn't just put forth by a bunch of guys who already have the land, and yeah. I'm not going to get one little piece of it, but who knows. I, I, you know what I'll do on the form though is what I'll do when they when they have the dispensary applications. I'll just say I'm Native American, and then I, and, and then I can I can maybe get minority owned business move to the head of the line there. That would be the best part of it all. Absolutely. That's right, Elizabeth Warren may indeed have less. Indian in her than you, than the average white band. And yet she's being paraded around like she's the next sitting bull. But we'll rename her Standing Bull. <laughs> <laughs> 
Standing Bullcrap. What's your Indian name? Standing Bullcrap. Because the news media completely ignored this fake DNA thing. And now it turns out that, yes, she probably has 50% less Indian blood in her than the average European-American. That means Nick and I standing here might be more Indian than Elizabeth Warren. I've been told Native Americans can't grow beards. (laughs) On the the chat line, if that's true, let me know. Um, But I think the Viking has overtaken all my other DNA. (laughs) I'm trying to get Ancestry.com to work, so if anybody works for Ancestry, your app sucks. Well, I will tell you, though, that... This test itself, even Cherokee Nation was like, don't you dare use a DNA test yeah. to hook yourself up to our tribe. That's not what we do. And plus, it demeans not only the tribe, but also DNA tests, because that's not what they're generally used for. And they said, basically, a DNA test doesn't even prove that you're a Native American. We don't even know whether you're Central or South or Native, whatever, but it doesn't work that way. And that's from Cherokee Nation, you know. The tribe that Elizabeth Warren said she was linked up with. The well, tribe that got her a couple scholarships. and Yeah, and she's trying to use this as a, as a card to get into the club. And I think Cherokee Nation saying, uh, no. No. That ain't how we, how we roll out here. Not at all. So, yeah. Thus, we celebrate the demise of the fake newsiest crap of all, and that is Elizabeth Warren's Indian heritage with... The average white band, of course. Also, thank you to Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. 855-QUOTE-ME is the number for all of you to call and compare your home, life, and auto to what he has. And I guarantee you're going to rip it up like I did and go right to Matthew Mitchell at the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. And thank you, by the way, Nick is here because Nick is a general counsel for Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing as well as Arrowhead Building Supply. And we're in the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios. It's beautiful. DDTruckingInc.com. That's the new website. So it's a really, it's a great website, very interactive and a great company and great people. And happy to have uh, Nick Schwar. And make sure if you're out there, and what's the, what's the number district again? Uh, 107. 107. You 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 vote for the for the Nick man, Nick Schwar. Thank you to uh, Michael Proctor, Proctor Drapery, ProctorDrapery.com. Amazing guy he is. Proctor spelled like doctor. He has his mobile design unit, and he'll drive right up to your doorstep seven days a week. Nobody beats him in the value of his work and his designs and his the beautiful things that he does. No one comes near him at that level. And so he's a great guy, longtime friend of mine, and certainly one of the guys who is going to uh, treat your home to some brand new views. And I love this guy. He's done three different projects for me, and I just uh, love what he does. And nobody beats him in price, and nobody beats him in quality. And he'll he'll take care of business for you when it comes to all of your beautifying needs of your home. Woven woods, shades. He also has the uh, motorized shades for you, which are kind of groovy. 
for your home and office. Dr. Deputy just picked up on that, DeputyWellness.com. So I had two of my supporters of Radio Free Almond working together, which is fantastic. Appreciate that wanna, very much. If they want to build a big truck, they can come to Discover Design, too. Right on. Because you guys have actually, the when I was, when we did the, and they did the Radio Free Almond barbecue there in June. Yes. And, uh, and they did the, uh, at that time, you guys had not completed yet the painting facility. No. And it's there. It's, it's, it's getting there. Oh, getting there. It's, okay. It's darn near done. Yeah. Um, but we've got, um, the veterans truck. It's the biggest one in the nation. Rooftop delivery. That's dedicated to our veterans. Then we've got the, the blue lives matter truck, um, which is amazing. It's got sirens, lights. So. I think the next one we're going to do is for um, for firemen. Uh, nice. Other than that, you know, if you've got great ideas, send them to Rick because I guarantee you. And I know we could do, and we haven't done it, but we could do anything like the Wienermobile. If somebody says, hey, I've got this old beater over here. Can you transfer, you know, transform that into whatever it is? We're going to make dreams come true. I never know how, I know how that Wienermobile drives. I mean, I just. Uh... It probably stinks in there. It's just, but it's so weird how it's like I I can't imagine that thing being I and, and I can I, I the only thing I can, can't imagine also is it, like if it were in some kind of a crash that would be so yeah. weird to have it like at an intersection in some kind of at, at an accident scene. I'd like that to happen as long as everybody's okay, just to see it. Yeah, I don't I don't want anybody I to hear get the phone hurt. call in. <laughs> well, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Big Wiener Mobile struck the uh, the Dodge Neon. Yeah, everybody's fine. <laughs> But the yeah, that, Wienermobile is out of commission. It'd be great if it, like, it was up in uh, the Belleville area and crashed into the uh, ketchup tower. <laughs> <laughs> and then the ketchup Just bottle drip, drip fell down. onto the Wienermobile. And again, I wish no one no harm to be hurt. I just am saying that would be an interesting configuration there. Also, by the way, thank you, Tracy Ellis. TracyEllis.com. Rick and Tracy. And I got to get going on this. I'm working with them. I'm kind of their go-between on on the uh, on the real estate side. So ultimately, what I'm going to do once I get my other seven thousand things done, I'm going to uh, get my real estate license, dude. Nice. So I'm gonna, I'm, but but that's that's eventually because it's going to be kind of a a side operation for me. But I have, I have a couple of side things going on right now that I got to get completed before I do the rest of that kind of stuff. But they've been helping me out, and you guys can call me. I have my direct number, 314-309-0704, 314-309-0704. You call me. I get you completely directed to Rick and Tracy. They're the ones who will handle the sale of your home, the purchase of a business, the sale of your business, the purchase of a home, whatever it is, they'll help you as your direct pros. And they're really good at what they do, by the way. 314-309-0704 is my phone number. Don't be, don't be calling me and yelling at me about something because that's not really my phone. That's my other phone. So I'm that two-phone guy. Hey, I got two of them, too. So don't be even... Don't, don't, yeah, you, well, you're a two-phone guy. How come you guys are... I never even knew uh, about being a two-phone guy until I picked up that phone so I could give out a number. Well, being... Uh, one's personal, one's work, and having so many different hats that I wear from dad, uh, husband, general counsel, several different businesses, which Rick Pogue just emailed, or texted me, said it's ddtruckusa.com. So ddtruckusa.com oh. for... Discovery Design. We just we just redid the website. 
Um, but one's one's an Android and one's an Apple. So I know okay. that there's stuff that right. we do at Arrowhead and VGI that I couldn't get on my my Android phone, uh, like FaceTime and different, different right. stuff like that. So, and as much as I use these things, as much as my personal one blows up, if I had one phone, the battery would just be kaput. Well, Rick's very patient with me. I butchered that website. <laughs> DDTruckUSA.com. DDTruckUSA.com. I didn't even know it, and I was just there the other day. Rick's probably like just, oh, come on. We worked so hard to get this, this new website done, and you're butchering the DD Truck USA. It's DDTruckUSA.com. You can check it out there and, and uh, find out what's happening there. All right, so quickly then, on back to Claire McCaskill before we get into yet another woman who has uh, essentially imploded, and that is Elizabeth Warren. But Claire McCaskill... This was on. This is on eight twenty. Let me turn this music down. Hang on a second here. I got my music going. I, I got. I haven't figured this part of the, that out yet, but I will eventually. Don't worry. Run two times since then and one. But are there things that you're like, you know, where's yeah, this, this coming from? <laughs> I thought that I didn't know if somebody well, else came I, in I the think, studio. Um, mistakes that were being oh, made. Oh, here. Um, here, in, I, 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 I was, um, I was. Uh, I accidentally playing that, but first, but this is on 820 of 18, and Claire McCaskill is doing this interview, and she's talking about how, oh, I just, you know, I just think rural voters are so important. She's back to her little Main Street, Wall yeah. Street gig, and so she gets into this thing and is interviewed about it. Here are she is. particular lessons you took from that loss 820. in 2004 that you are now using, I mean, because you've run two times since then and won. But are there things that you're like, you know, yeah, this reminds me of back then? Well, I, I think um, mistakes that were being made um, in the 90s and in the early 2000s by Democrats in this state was some kind of uh, – I remember the days where they said, well, if you win St. Louis County, it's over um, for a Democrat um, that when St. Louis County was in contention as it related to whether a Democrat could win it or not. There was not – um, frankly, I was not taught, and nor did I see role modeling, of really emphasizing campaigning everywhere in the state. And my mother is probably more responsible for, um, you know, kind of knocking sense into me after 2004 and saying, you know, you got to, you cannot expect to work for the people of this state if you're not in every corner of the state. So quit thinking that you can run up the margins in St. Louis and Kansas City and ignore the rest of the state. So. So uh, that's her claiming that she's got some allegiance to rural voters, and she's always been like that. She's and you can't always, ignore them. You can't ignore them. No, you can't ignore rural voters. No, we we uh, we can't ignore them. And and keep in mind the Hillary Clintons of the world absolutely in the future want to ignore them, which is why she yeah. wants to abolish the electoral college. Uh, the founding fathers were appreciative enough to to know that there were going to be some crass ass politicians out there who would want to ignore certain segments of the population and just focus on the so called gifted ones or the or the meaningful ones, and they would vote. Really, their their main their main worry was that every president was going to be coming from Virginia. So yeah. that that was their main worry then. But nonetheless, how they managed to be able to predict. The Hillary Clintons of the world out there is beyond me, yeah. but they were. It's truly it's amazing. amazing when you study history. Yeah, so here she is, though, now, 
And this is on the uh, Project Veritas tape. And earlier, of course, we played you all the varying ways that we saw how she was going to pull the wool over the eyes of people regarding gun control. First of all, calling it, calling it gun safety. And secondly, saying, oh, yeah, I'm on board for every damn thing you can imagine when it comes to gun control. Then she said her people were saying, yeah, um, make sure you tell people you're not going to impeach the president or the uh, Kavanaugh because uh, they're not going to support you then. They go, well, we absolutely will work to impeach him once we're elected, but we're not going to tell people that. And what do you tell them after <laughs> the election's over? Get over it. Get over it. Exactly. And then uh, the other thing was, too, that they w- were talking about how she's purposely keeping Obama away from Missouri on her behalf because uh, they're saying, yeah, he, she loves him and they're the same, but he's not good for business. And so he's uh, now out and that's why you haven't seen him. So now this one is her being caught on tape. Remember, 8 2018, August the 20th, month ago, uh two two months ago, her talking about the importance of rural voters. This is her caught on tape behind the scenes talking about rural voters. Claire McCaskill, caught on tape. If we do our job in St. Louis County, you know, I can give up a few votes in the boot heel. Listen again. I can give up a few votes in the boot heel. I mean, that's disgusting. Yeah. This is, I don't know what what month this was done in, but we do know that on August 20th, she told a radio person that, you know what, I don't want to ignore rural voters. You shouldn't do that. And so my mother, my late mother, I think her mother has passed away. I met her mother actually a while ago. Her mother's a sweet, sweet woman. But, you know, she's going, my mother taught me a lot. My mother, who was a Native American, Talk to me. No, she wasn't. <laughs> My mother talked to me about this, and I would not ignore rural voters. And so, uh, well, you know the difference. <laughs> in eight twenty, she was in a, in a studio broadcasting out to Missourians. Yes, this one where she says, "Well, we can give up some of those rural votes." This is an intimate supporter rally. Yeah. Yep. That's the difference. Yeah, and 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 that's the shame of it too. And and this is another example of where you know Hillary Clinton. You know, keep in mind, she was all about going to Philly and Trump was all about going to Altoona. That's all you needed to know about why President Trump is president right now. And Hillary Clinton is just whining in India and whatever else stage she can find. Uh, and, And that's what we're getting. And so keep in mind, this process is one in which is why the founding fathers were so protective of our republic. First of all, please, we are not a democracy. I'm so tired of people saying that. We're a representative republic, which is actually more beautiful yeah. than a democracy could ever be. And the Electoral College is a perfect example of I agree. this representative republic. And so what she's talking about there is totally antithetical to what the founding fathers had planned for our politics. And so they, thank God they said, you know what, there's going to be somebody like Claire McCaskill down the line. And she just wants to go to the bustling metropolises. She just wants to get those votes. Yeah. And that's what the founding fathers, to your point, you know, they didn't want every, uh, Senator, every president from Virginia or now California, New York, Chicago. Now, unfortunately though, we don't have, for instance, an electoral college covering Senate elections necessarily, uh, but but the the same vibe is there. The, the, the what what the founding fathers thought was completely antithetical to our republic was this idea that you didn't have to go and see everybody. Yeah. And and so now it can, remains true, unfortunately, 
that once you win Kansas City and Jackson County, St. Louis County and St. Louis City, there's a strong possibility you can win. Absolutely. But keep in mind, though, as you saw out in your district and as we saw in Jefferson County, because I'll never forget on that morning of, of the election of Donald Trump, uh, Tim Surdike sent me a picture of the lines of people going to vote in Festus, which no one had ever seen before. And I remember thinking to myself, all right, this election's over. There are people voting who had never been engaged yeah. before uh, voting now. And in Festus, that was a great example because they'd never, no one in the history of that town had ever seen a line to vote. Well, when you, when you look at what Claire's party has done from that point, all the lies from back during the Clinton campaign. To now with the quote unquote resistance, how the hell are you going to resist winning? Yeah, <laughs> I mean you you can do it all you want, but it's good for the people that you represent. And then now to see what they've done with Kavanaugh when they drug him under the mud and they supported not due process, but they supported mere allegations saying, "All right," and Cory Booker comes out and says it best. Well, even if he is innocent, he's got to go. I mean, his temperament. Well, I've got two daughters. He's got two daughters. And if you're going to accuse me and throw my good name under the bus and try to smear my family, you're damn right I'm going to be a little upset. So I think that that has re-energized the core of conservatives that may have sat out, didn't really know much about Josh Hawley or Claire McCaskill. But if you're sitting at home, that is a vote for Claire McCaskill. I'm going to tell you right now, and Austin Peterson said it best, look, don't write his name in. He's going to continue pushing for what he does best, uh, and that's preserving liberty, that's preserving constitutional rights. But don't do it. Don't write his name in this go-around. Vote for Josh Hawley, and I, I was very impressed when Austin Peterson came out and said that. Yeah, right. I, yeah, because I mean, I know I know there are people trying to urge him to do that, and and Austin knows what's at stake, and he's got a great future ahead of him anyway. And since you mentioned Josh Hawley, I, I saw him on Fox News a couple weekends ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, good for him. I'm glad to see him getting out there and, and getting some national exposure. Do you think he's been? There are a lot of people who, uh, even on the Facebook page, when I when they do put in their uh, comments and that kind of thing have been concerned about the idea that they don't, they don't believe he's been working hard enough. What is, what is your take on that? Well, he's got two jobs, kind of like me. Uh, he's attorney general. A lot of people forget that. He's attorney general, and he's campaigning uh, against Claire McCaskill because she's so bad for our state. He's actually putting two hats on, kind of like me as general counsel for several small businesses and a state representative campaigning at the same time. And that's why I tell my voters um, – I give my cell phone number. I Call me if you need something because I'm going to try to make it by your house and knock on your door and talk to you just like I did in 16. But now my, my trousers are a little bit heavier because I've got all these different things that I'm carrying with me. Um, he, he's, he's campaigning. He's doing a good job. I know he's doing as much as he can with fundraising. He's had the president, vice president out here. Uh, he's got several different lawsuits that a lot of people better pay attention to. Uh, you can visit the attorney general's page. Uh, but I know the only thing that the left has on him is – this attack on Obamacare. And Obamacare is not good for the majority of Missourians. Josh has come out and said, President Trump has both come out and said, look, we want pre-existing conditions to be covered, but not by keeping Obamacare. We can, we can cover pre-existing conditions and get rid of Obamacare and scrap it and actually make health care, make access to health care a lot easier and a lot better and a lot more affordable by doing some other things. And Josh has a great plan. Uh, President Trump has a great plan. But that's all they have on Josh, and he's, he's been out there. I know he's got teams in St. Charles County, St. Louis County. Uh, he's going out hitting the doors as well. I think he was just out um, 
boy, a couple weeks ago, I think, in St. Louis County knocking doors, I saw him. So uh, he's, uh, he's working his butt off, but at the same time, he's got a ton of different attorneys in the attorney general's office that he still has to be the head of and, and kind of move and, and oversee all these different lawsuits that are going on um, in, yeah. in the state of Missouri. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. And I, I think actually the poll numbers are showing uh, that he's that he's doing pretty well. Yeah. And, and so I, and I do I do understand it. I, I thought that when he when he is out there, he's formidable. I mean, he's he's good. He presents himself really well, uh, particularly on the national stage. And so I think he does a good job that way, yeah. and and I and I, I like that. Uh, but but the reality is, some some people just think. I, and I think, listen, this was a very um, long and drawn out primary process yes. with a lot of different interests uh, involved in it. And so it was really kind of hard for everybody to kind of coalesce. And so and and then there was a little bit. I think I think the Missouri State uh, Party. Yeah, dropped the ball in terms of how they approached the Josh Hawley support, and so it was a little bit left a bad taste in some people's mouths. There's a lot of my supporters that even still, they, you know, whether it was they wanted to see Peterson, uh, Manetti, yeah, any of them win, or the the support of the Republicans, which they knew. I mean, they've done polls and they knew, according to them, that they knew that Josh was going to win. You never know because there were polls that said Hillary was going to win. So uh, there are a lot of people that still have some distaste for whatever reason. Uh, but the majority of people that were in that race have come out and said, look, I was running to get rid of Claire McCaskill. I was running so Missourians actually had a voice in the Senate, in D.C. And it's not Claire McCaskill. Yeah, it ain't right. going to be me or this go around. Vote for Josh. Right. Don't right. write me in. Don't stay at home. And I think that, you know, I was a Cruz guy. I was a Ted Cruz guy. Uh, some of my family members voted for uh, Rubio. Some actually voted for Trump. Some were on the Trump bandwagon from the, from the get-go. I just I didn't believe that he could have overcome all the, the fake news and all the attacks. Yeah. But he did. And, you know, a lot of people got over the, the heartache and um, the, the nasty primary that was the presidential election. And they did the right thing. They came to the polls in record numbers. They voted for who was going to be best for the country. Some people voted for what they say is the lesser of two evils because they didn't like how Trump approached things. But that that was the difference between Trump and uh, Greitens. Trump had always been out there in the forefront saying, look, I've had divorces. I've had girlfriends from Playboy models, and I'm going to do my thing. I'm a business owner. I don't. That's not going to impact me doing my thing as a business owner, um, building business. And I know a lot of people didn't think Greitens was like that. Right, but right. That's, you know, Trump is the Teflon Don. And yeah. I'm glad he is right now because what is going on in the state of Missouri – Record low unemployment. I think it was 3-3 in August. I want to see the numbers. Uh, I think they're going to come out shortly, but it's incredible. Well, the, and the income tax receipts flying into the Treasury right now yes. are just record levels. And I, I, I'm not a big income tax fan, uh, but, 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 the, but the reality is what it reflects and what it tells us is that exactly what Stephen Moore and all the financial advisors out there who were talking about tax cuts said that's this is exactly what'll happen. You cut yeah. taxes, and everyone's like worried. Yeah, but you're taking money away from the government. It's like no, you're not. You're actually putting more money into the coffers, yeah. which is you know that just means we ought to cut taxes even more. I agree. But and that's still, what we're going to do in the Missouri legislature. Yeah, we're going to go back and hit it again, even though we had historic tax cuts this year. That's a main priority going back and, and hitting taxes again because. The government isn't a business entity. It shouldn't be reaching in mine and your pocket. The harder we work, the more they're going to reach in. That should not be the case. It should be there to preserve our rights and make sure that the people of the state of Missouri are safe, our rights are preserved, our rights are protected. 
they shouldn't be reaching in our pockets and running a business. Look what, you know, the post office. Post office is darn near bankrupt. Every time the, the, the government has reached in to try to be a business entity, it's failed. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and, and, and what do you think in, 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 when it comes to 2020, uh, what do you think is going to be happening as it relates to the governor's race? I know Tony Minetti has expressed interest in running for governor. I don't even know whether Mike Parson is – I don't know whether he's declared that he's going to be running again in 2020. I don't, I don't even know about that. Well, what's your take on what's happening there? I know, you know, I, I don't know him very well like my dad, but I, I've, only, I've known him for two years, Mike Parson, uh, as lieutenant governor. I've got a cell phone number. So whenever I had an issue when he was lieutenant governor, he was very responsive. Yeah. He, he is a true statesman. Um, he, he started, you know, law enforcement. He had military experience. He started in the House, went to the Senate, lieutenant governor. Um, I know the path that was paved where he's at now is not what he wanted. You know, I, I've had talks with his administration. He didn't, he didn't run for Lieutenant governor knowing that he was going to become governor, but he took that position. It's right. like when one of your comrades fall, what do you do? You pick it up and you continue on. Um, and that's what he did. I, I think, I hope, uh, that he's going to continue in the right direction. And that's leading our state, uh, into a more conservative, uh, route that we, that we are, we are going in and have been going in. I've had talks with him on uh, tax reform, education reform, criminal justice reform. He, it sounds like he is incredibly on board with the uh, conservative and Liberty Caucus agenda. So I would hope that, yes, I, I hope he's going to run. I think he's going to run, and I, I think he's going to win. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see any reason why the people of Missouri would vote against uh, winning, and I say that all yeah, the time. Yeah, right, yeah. But as long as we uh, remain in the same position – and I know, you know, I, I'm not going to dog him for the support of Prop D, which is the gas tax hike. I know a lot of people are concerned about our infrastructure, as am I. But I think there's different ways that we can maintain our infrastructure and get funding to our infrastructure. And I don't think gas tax is, ex- is exactly the route. I mean, I believe you got a Jeep. I've got a, a truck. And the truck that I had before had like eight miles to the gallon. Yeah. This new yeah. truck is about, it's, I think it's 2014. Uh, it's got 18 to 20 miles per yeah. gallon. Yeah. And you see this trend where... Cars are more fuel efficient. People are getting these cars that go, you know, 60 miles to the gallon, electric cars. So I think the, the whole gas tax is going to be a way of the past. We're going to have to go back to the drawing board if this passes. Um, there are some things I, I disagree with him on like that. But when you go to the true intent of what he's trying to do, it's very good for the state yeah. of Missouri. It just, it just uh, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I think it hurts businesses. And I, I just think sometimes it can be. Uh, there are other ways to do it. I mean, I, th- I think we're at a, we're in a realm now where the demand on our leaders is more creative financing yeah. than just simply throwing another tax out there. Because really, in the end, you and me and the and the average person probably doesn't see a whole lot of damage from a gas tax. But people who operate fleets, truck units, those kinds yeah. of things, and and people who otherwise are living. You know, day to day, paycheck wise, uh, the gas tax is not is not good, especially in people who do who travel and and who are salespeople. You know, it just it causes all kinds of problems, and it, you wish there were some other avenue out there. But well, I, yet- know, I know the governor has come out and said two of his top priorities are. Um- and he was kind of handed this gas tax. It wasn't something that he formulated. Oh, no, I know, yeah. But, you know, it was handed to him. He said, look, you know, we have to do something about our infrastructure. We, uh, infrastructure is going to be key. Transportation is going to be key. And also workforce development is going to be key. So I know he's going back to the drawing board figuring out, look, we've got places like Amazon coming into St. Peter's, thank God. Uh, other big businesses coming in that they're training. They're taking the people, that the new hires, they're taking them, sending them off to their training facilities because we didn't necessarily train them properly. And I think uh, the state of Missouri, not everybody needs a four-year college degree. 
a lot of my friends, they went right out of high school, went into a trade school. And I think we need more of that, especially nowadays when we've got um, computers getting ready to run things. we got, you know, coding and different other career fields that we need to start tapping into and training uh, our community colleges. Somebody asked me about uh, college funding. Oh, well, it's kind of hard to fund uh, University of Missouri when they have the protests and are preaching the, these very awful far-left mindsets uh, into in our youth. But at the same time, we, you know, the funding's got to be there for our education. The uh, Republican Party has fully funded the, the public school education for two years in a row. But I think if we're going to start funding um, higher learning, we need to start devoting some, some funds to the community colleges and the um, career fields, preparing people uh, to become great working Missourians, uh, middle-class Missourians, to actually keep Missouri strong. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I, I I hope it works, and and I think you know Tony's a good guy. Absolutely, uh, Mike Mike I know is a good guy, and so it'll be interesting to see. I I do have to tell you though, at first I thought that someone like Cander was going to be hmm. formidable as it relates to either a future Senate seat or maybe even running for governor of Missouri. It was I, it really honestly I didn't really talk much about this. Uh, you know, obviously I supported Roy Blunt and and uh, when he was running against him, but Cander. Gave him a race. Gave him a race, and uh, you know I met Candor a couple of times. He seemed to be a he seemed to be a good guy, uh, and, and so I feel bad about his uh, the PTSD aspect of of his life, and and I hope I hope I hope for the yeah. best for him. Um, I, I'm not quite sure whether or not that his statement about his suicidal tendencies would be able to help him. Uh, down the line, I, I, I just and I feel bad about that because I, I you know, um, I, I hope that he gets help. But he yeah. was at one point uh, the the Democrat hope for the state of Missouri. I thought well, a lot of people least. thought he was going to make a presidential run because he was having right rallies in uh, in Iowa across the United States. But you know, I I pray for for his recovery. I pray that he uh, doesn't suffer uh, yeah. from suicidal tendencies. But you know, it, it, seeing Coster and Cander kind of off the bench and don't know if they're retired from politics, it, it's kind of curious to see who is going to replace them. Yeah, I don't know. Coster, though, I, I don't know what this means, but the, 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 I was at the celebrity waiter thing for mm-hmm. the crisis nursery a while back, and he was – Coster was making the rounds around there. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's he was still seemingly kind of, kind of out there. All yeah. right, and on the national stage, uh, it, we – I got to love the I, – I just think more people are awakened these days and are finally getting it. And I think nothing tells that tale better than the Elizabeth Warren story mm-hmm. uh, that as of yesterday morning, if you were around at 8 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning, you were kind of in that mode where you were hearing certain news bits and you were saying to yourself, uh-oh – she got a DNA test, and it shows that she's an Indian, part Indian. And you're thinking to yourself, this is not going to go well today. Well, yeah, started- Trump had been out there calling yeah. Pocahontas, and that's what I thought. I thought, well, oh, this isn't – they're going to attack Trump for being racist or something. And it didn't matter, though, because, because automatically on every single station – I don't care whether it was Fox News or not – it was like, remember when President Trump did it and now he's reneging on – because the story went from zero to 60 and the 60 point was President Trump reneging instead yeah. of people going back and going, OK, what exactly did this DNA test show? And the fact of the matter is uh, 
no one went back. In fact, there was at one point there was a correction issued by the Boston Globe, which said, "Um, it's not one sixty four one slash one sixty four. It's one slash one thousand sixty four. So, so they completely." Got even worse for her. Got it worse for her as the day went on, but that didn't matter to the mainstream media uh, who wound up by 5.30 in the evening still promoting this idea that the king had been toppled by the poor little Native American, and it just is not the case at all. So thankfully, and I don't know how much CNN you watch. Uh, not a, I, uh, honestly, I don't watch a lot of TV unless it's uh, – Baseball games, hockey games. Yeah, all right. So uh, the Aaron Burnett show out front thankfully had a fill-in host, Jake Tapper, who actually let this guy, Scott Jennings, who's the conservative political commentator there on CNN, who I'd actually never seen before because I'm like you. I just don't generally watch CNN. He's on with his Joan Walsh character uh, with The Nation. And Joan Walsh is a left-wing hack uh, who's no Joan Rivers? I'll tell you that. Yeah, right. And so he's on this show with her, and she's up there trying to, you know, defend folks Ahanas here, and and, and uh, he is laying it out there that this is just the biggest crock of crap this nation has seen in a while, and this DNA test, which was revealed. Uh, and and in some big video that Elizabeth Warren posted, and she's been getting the news complete with piano playing in the background and everything else. Here, let me see if I can find it. For you. Oh, it was, I know it you're was talking unbelievable. About. It was her and her family's talking about. Yeah, and 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 here, here's how it played no out. Evidence it advanced her career. Still today, the Massachusetts senator who's eyeing a 2020 White House run took up the president's challenge, releasing this video showing her receiving the results of a DNA test. What the facts say the facts suggest that you absolutely have a native american ancestor in your pedigree okay i mean this was just so sickening and what she did was he told her that this guy and he's a dna testing expert which he ought to know better because even the cherokee nation was like um generally dna tests do not prove some tribal connection at all which is what the crux of the issue is here that elizabeth warren claimed she was cherokee it, it's not. It wasn't just an American Indian. She was claiming that she is uh, Cherokee. Yeah, I've got a timeline right here too. It says in 1984, a year before I was born, Elizabeth Warren first made her false claims of Native American ancestry in 1984, quote unquote, when she described herself as Elizabeth Warren Cherokee in several recipes, two of each, cold omelets, yada yada yada, uh, were apparently plagiarized. These, these uh, recipes from a 1979 article. And then in 1986, she repeated her false claim of Native American ancestry professionally uh, in 1986 when she claimed the Association of American Law School's directory uh, of law school professors that she had a minority status of being Cherokee. She continued to make that claim annually in that directory until 1995. And then in 1989, uh, Elizabeth Warren authorized the university to change her personal designation from White to Native American, the record show. <laughs> Unbelievable. And so this is not just a minor point regarding the Cherokee thing. And the Cherokee Nation released a statement that was only reported by Fox News, by the way. The Cherokee Nation released a statement saying, all right, here's the deal. If you're going to say you're Cherokee, you better damn well have more evidence than the DNA tests. DNA tests are not generally acceptable proof that you are an Indian. In fact, they don't even determine whether you're Native American. 
South American Indian, Central American Indian. They have no, there's nothing you could possibly yeah. do. Not only that, then the, the DNA tests themselves went on to show that there's a good chance that Elizabeth Warren has less Indian in her than the average white person wandering around the U.S. right now who would be American-European. So Nick and I standing here, there's a strong likelihood that we might have more Indian blood in us than Elizabeth Warren does. In fact, she has less. So 0.19% is the general average of Indian blood. In fact, it's actually, uh, I think there's more African blood in the average European-American than Indian blood. But nonetheless, uh, 0.19% and then you have Elizabeth Warren's own test, the own paper, mm-hmm. her own paper shows she's at 0.09, yeah. which is half of what the average European-American is. So this idea that she's changing her designation to Native American is a big crop of crap, and yet the only person who managed to call her out on this in any mainstream media form was this Scott Jennings dude who ate Joan Walsh alive. Listen to this. It was great. American blood. He might be right. According to scientists in the New York Times, the average white European American has twice as much Native American blood as Senator Warren claims in her DNA test. Look, the pitching staff for the Atlanta Braves has more of a claim to be Native Americans then Elizabeth mm, I wouldn't Warren. go there. Now, would- Joan Walsh then decides she, – she, she knows that she's absolutely drowning right now. So she decides she's going to call him out on his Atlanta Braves reference because that's all she's got. Yeah. So she's got to kind of change the subject. Well, he's racist, subject. so she, he's yeah. not there. And she, I really wouldn't go there. Well, are you going to die on this the, hill over this? The Braves? Well, no, I'm just not going to bring up – You're going to die on this hill, which is a great <laughs> one because that's basically uh, Custer's last yeah. stand and, and – Pocahontas was definitely General Custer here when it came to the facts, which basically wound up surrounding her and then scalping her. The reality, the reality is she brought Warren. this on herself by filling out these forms over the years, claiming to be something she is not. She is so desperate to be part of the failed identity politics that, that ruined so the Democratic ridiculous. Party. That is so ridiculous, Scott. That she took the step to release this. This is the she most never, pathetic cell phone I've out, ever seen. She filled it out in in uh, a uh, self-identifying faculty uh, guide. This is ridiculous. So what's interesting, though, is that is that Joan Walsh is saying that it's, it doesn't matter really about any factual DNA basis, that as long as, as Elizabeth Warren felt that she was Indian because grandma told her so, then that was enough. And, and that's what Scott Jennings is talking about as it relates to identity politics. And, and look. This is where the Democratic Party is. They've got a plagiarizer, a socialist, Spartacus, creepy porn lawyer, and now bizarro Pocahontas <laughs> running for president. There's no well, way any of these people. Ser- that, a- was my, that was poss- quite possibly the most perfect soundbite of the day from Scott Jennings. They've got a plagiarizer, a socialist, Spartacus, creepy porn lawyer, and now bizarro <laughs> Pocahontas running for president. There's no well, way any of these people. And I love the fact, and, and, and I guarantee you, it is only by the grace of God that uh, Aaron Burnett wasn't there and Jake Tapper was because yeah. Aaron Burnett would have cut him off a long Easily. time before this. And Jake Tapper, to his credit, even though sometimes he can be obnoxious, did wind up actually uh, uh, letting this You've guy go. There's no way. There's no way you're going to compete You've got with a Trump. serial Come sexual on. assaulter who is president. That, that, that by the way, Bill is, Clinton's not president, though. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And, and there's no proof whatsoever 
that President Trump is a serial yeah. sexual assaulter. So uh, Joan Walsh, th- these people just don't care about the facts. They care nothing about anything factual and will just throw anything out there. And, and that's Joan Walsh. But thankfully, Scott She Jennings was not there. telling the truth. This whole thing was created by Warren bringing this on herself. All of this scorn she's getting from the president, from you the Cherokee Nation. You get to decide Nation. if she believes her mother or not, Scott Jennings. You get to decide that. <laughs> You get to say what her ancestry is and how she should feel about it. Yeah. So apparently, again, Joan Walsh believes as long as grandma said something, how dare you challenge uh, Elizabeth Warren's grandmother and how she feels about her ancestry. But keep in mind, I thought this wasn't about how she felt about her ancestry. This was a DNA test put forth to prove it. Yeah. And so, and, and so she's the one who put the info out there and made this an issue all well, it's, it's insane to me that you have so many people, like Rachel Dalazel or however you say her name from yeah. the NAACP a couple of years ago, right. claiming she was African-American. Why? To get the benefits of minority status. And then she gets Doing called something out. something unpre- and just like Elizabeth Warren is, well, she felt that way. Yeah. Right. She felt like she was a man. Well, sometimes I feel like I'm Superman. That does not make me a superhero. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and, and Rachel was, the, that all began with everybody's like, well, you're not black. Yeah, but yeah. I feel black. But it's like, okay, uh, whatever you say, I feel you're like a monkey, whatever. So here's the news media and how they decided they were going to uh, cover the story. So but keep in mind, this is generally uh, 5.30 St. Louis time. 6.30 New York time. And so by the end of the day, you'd think, okay, we had the correction made. We've been able to read the DNA report. We have the statement from the Cherokee Nation. Clearly, there is a level of dispute in this DNA test. And clearly, by now, they know that Elizabeth Warren has half the Indian blood in her that an average white person has in the United States of America. So all these things, these media people know by the time they're hitting air, are you going to get any semblance of any telling of the true story Just at facts. all? Give us facts. From three different networks? No. Standard after years of ridicule from President Trump and Republicans over her claims of Native American ancestry, today the Massachusetts Democrat released results of a DNA test. She says proves it. As Kristen Welker explains, it's fueling speculation. This is kind of like the Christine Ford polygraph test. You know, no one questioned like, okay, um, what questions were asked? What was the nature of the polygraph test? Who gave it to you? Everything else. It was just kind of automatically, oh, she took a polygraph test, so of course it's fine. Yeah. And Or uh, she took a DNA test, so of course it's fine. I thought it took some balls of the Cherokee Nation to come out and kind of say this is baloney. But again, none of this reported at all. She'll run for president in 2020. Tonight, calling his bluff after relentless taunts by President Trump. I mean, they, they these people act like they saw the Elizabeth Warren video and then didn't pay attention to anything else after that. Yeah. Like nothing. Senator Elizabeth Warren's claims of Native American ancestry. They call her Pocahontas. Pocahontas, (laughs) Pocahontas. Warren is now answering her campaign, releasing a DNA analysis, stating there is strong evidence the senator had a Native American in her family going back six to ten generations. By the way, this is done by a DNA expert, and I guess I'll go ahead and believe the Cherokee Nation people, but generally... 
it's impossible to tell whether or not the Indian level of your DNA is Native American, South American, or Central. You can't really tell that in a DNA test, can you? That's what my I'm, understanding I'm not, is. I'm not one of the experts. I, I keep trying to get this dang ancestry thing to, to load because I know in my mom's side of the family there is Cherokee. I don't know how far back. I don't know how much. And then my wife's got updated, too, to show that we both have Native American in, in our heritage going way back. But that's not something I would ever put on an application or you know, a college application, anything like that, saying, well, I'm Native American. I would never designate and tell the law school, hey, change it from Caucasian to Native American. What benefit did she get from that? Well, the law school got to claim that they are extremely diverse. You would, you would assume that she got to keep her position being a diverse faculty member. So to me, it's, it's this person that's uh, how, however many generations ago, I would love to know how they would feel. Hey, your great, 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 great grandkid or whoever it is, is using you for their monetary benefit. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, here's the thing, too, is, is if you look at the numbers, and I actually screwed up the numbers earlier. Uh, actually, it's 0.19% African and 0.18 Native American is what the average European-American uh, has in terms of DNA. So technically, if you are an average American and you are 0.18 Native American – and Elizabeth Warren is as low as 0.098 Native American, uh, and she can still say she's Native American, then technically under those standards, any European-American yeah. like you and me can say we're Native American. And in fact, we can actually more uh, – we can also claim we're black. Yeah. We can play, we can we can claim we're African American under those under Elizabeth Warren's standards. I could go on an application and claim I'm a minority. Because Jim, Jimmy Haney wants to know why does everyone want to be Cherokee? I, I don't know <laughs> that that I, I think it's because that's the only tribe they know. Really, I mean, I I have no idea. It might uh, be it might be also because it's one of the biggest. Uh, I think it's one of the biggest. Try. I have, I have no, no idea. idea. I have no idea either. But but nonetheless, though, if you just really crunch the numbers, how ridiculous this whole thing is. Yeah. Technically, you know, I could run around saying I'm black. I'm African American. I mean, and, and, and you wouldn't be wrong based upon these standards. Exactly. And of course, she then is more wrong than we thought she was. So so her story is even worse. Like like for instance. If it had come back like it's 1.8 Native American even, she still would have been – Yeah. Well, that wouldn't even give her the, the classification as a minority. No. It, not at all. Not, not what she's been using. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even be able to get a scholarship based upon that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, she basically, though, wanted one because yeah. she put it on all of her, all of her Since forms. Since 1984. Yeah, President Trump was dismissive. Senator Elizabeth Warren releasing DNA. And, of course, they say President Trump was dismissive as opposed to actually uh, going into the – I'm sure the president this morning – uh, or yesterday morning, somebody came to him with the info, and it was like, this is what it is, by the way. So I thought it was great when a reporter asked, and he said, hey, yeah, yeah, how much is she? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. Well, you should know. <laughs> yeah. It was reported. And then they said, well, what do you think about this? He goes, no one cares. <laughs> and it's true. back up her claims of Native American heritage. The report indicates that Senator Warren's Native American... It's funny. American She's one of the videos. One of the videos of her um, is... Uh, is her sitting with a couple people and they're going through a coffee table book with pictures of yeah. arrowheads in them <laughs> and, and, and Indian pottery. 
Well, in my farm, I've got <laughs> arrowheads all over my farm in Howard County. That doesn't make me any more or less Native American. Right. That just means that I like arrowheads. And but I you work can, for arrowhead. <laughs> right. But you could you can actually produce an arrowhead as opposed to sitting there and just have a coffee table book with arrowhead pictures. pictures in them. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I should send them a, a book from Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah. Six and ten generations back. His opponents say it's a racial slur, but President Trump relishes his nickname for Senator Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas. Poca- isn't, isn't six and ten generations, wouldn't ten generations be like, uh, well, what would you do, a hundred years every generation? Is that what it is? Well, they were saying, I think, that the, the family member was roughly from the 1700s. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm no scholar when it comes to this. Pocahontas. I mean, <laughs> Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren. Seriously. I mean, again, this is, these are three different networks, and they didn't care a whit no. about any of the information that came out between 9 a.m. and 5 or 6 p.m. in the, in the evening. Uh, and and they don't they didn't all day long the story started to fall apart but they didn't care by the time cuz they wanted the story to be this well i think they're relying on people to be working all day not have any access to the news like 8 10 15 years ago come home eating their dinner and they hear this oh trump he's so bad because she proved him wrong once again but the reality is people can stream radio free allman people can stream fox news and they can get access to the actual results where they where they couldn't eight, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So I think that's the main difference. I love it. Trump seizing on Warren's claim that she is part Native American, <laughs> even once leveling this challenge. I will give you a million dollars to your favorite charity, paid for by Trump, if you take the test and it shows you're an Indian. Trump yeah. claims that Warren you know, used her and, heritage and by the way, to you know what the p- hardest part about all that is? That then Elizabeth Warren decided that mm-hmm. she was going to explore exploit uh, Native American sexual assault victims to advance her story. So the charity that she wanted President Trump to put the money into was this Native American uh, sexual assault group, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, to, to, to help victims there. Uh, and, and it was like, it's so sick of her to then kind of latch on yeah. and utilize like the Me Too movement part of this whole thing. Insinuating too that the president is a sexual assaulter himself, all this kind of stuff, and it's completely fake. Yeah. Well, what I'd like to know the 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 chat seems pretty lively right now. I would like to know what is the bigger lie that Claire McCaskill is a moderate, or that Elizabeth Warren is Cherokee. Uh, that that Claire McCaskill is a moderate. I would I would think so too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think they're kind of one and the same, and I, I think that uh, – I think it, 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 there are different kinds of lies, though. Like, one is really uh, – it's, it's actually kind of twisted. Like, like not, not many people – like, like, people like Claire McCaskill, politicians uh, like her lie all the time, you know, but – You've got to be really – you've got to have kind of like a really weird, sick kind of thing going on to, to, to lie yeah. about your heritage that way and completely – and then when, when you do take a test that proves that it's even worse for you than it was before, to then go out and then present something that's completely opposite of what we're seeing in front of us, that takes some real – 
Cajones. sickness. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, and again, I, and then what happens though? The real problem with this though, Nick, is that is that the news media is fully on board with promoting this this lie. I mean, they, they, like like they she could Elizabeth Warren could put anything out there. And they buy it because they hate Donald Trump so much. And they're going to keep pushing it. And I think the end result will be fueling the fire for the conservative movement, knowing that mass media is pushing this fake news. Yeah. And that's what happened back in 2016. That's what drove so many people to the polls, knowing our politicians are corrupt. Claire McCaskill, Elizabeth Warren. Our news media is lying to us. Our celebrities are telling us to vote for the people that are lying to us. I'm ticked. I'm going to go to the polls. I'm going to make a difference. That's how people... Like me and Trump, people that never had a uh, our foot in the political door got elected. Yeah, and and I think you have to look at uh, what is the lie that will affect our lives the most. And the lie that will affect our lives the most is the Claire lie Bear. that Claire McCaskill's telling. Claire don't care <laughs> because because the the lie that she's telling is going to result in changes to our lives if people believe her lie. Yeah, she's already indicated she's going to dismantle our Second Amendment. She's already indicated that she's going to push, push, push for pro-abortion policies. And she's also indicated, even though she's come out after Kavanaugh and, you know, people ask her, are you going to impeach Trump? No, 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 never. Are you going to impeach Kavanaugh? No, 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 never. Yep, we're going to tell him, forget about it. Get over it. He was bad. We're we're going to impeach him after the election. Yeah. So uh, so that so the one that affects us the most. I mean, uh, Elizabeth Warren is never going to be president of the United States. And and even though I know people said Trump would never be, and anything can happen, um, this idea that the the news media is facilitating her face off with President Trump based on a complete and total lie is infuriating. But ultimately, like Trump says, no one, no one cares, uh, and and so that's just the way it is. But now let's continue on with this little story here because it's important. Ahead, but there is no evidence in advance. Trump yeah. claims that Warren used her heritage to help her get ahead, but there is no evidence it advanced her career. That, that, that for instance, those two things are non sequiturs. First of all, um, she did use her. Since eighty four, Native Americanism to 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 get her to get ahead. Otherwise, she wouldn't have put that on there. I mean, she wouldn't have put it on there, knowing that she really didn't have much Native American in her. She put that in her in her resumes and everything else, of course, t- to get ahead. Now, the idea that there's no proof it helped her—that's not provable anyway. You you can't prove one way or the other. People have come out and said, well, no, that's not why we hired her. But, but we don't know that uh, to, yeah. to be the case. So these two, those two statements side by side are total non sequiturs. One means one thing. The other means another thing. But she clearly did put she that did on there. Yeah. She was first in a Native American cookbook. Well, how are you going to get in the Native American cookbook if you're not Native American? That's when she said she was Native American in 84. That's when she got these two recipes, one of which was plagiarized. And then she continued using it on her applications to these law schools. And then so much so that she ended up telling the law schools, go ahead and change my designation from white to Native American. So I guess overnight she just became more Native American and in touch with her with her ancestry, her point, whatever it is, part of her ancestry, that uh, go ahead and change it because that's who I am now. What was what was the one of the recipes? Was it like for an omelet? Yeah, some kind of Native American omelet. <laughs> <I, laughs> <laughs> what what is that like? 
the old Native American omelet. Anyway, uh, you got to get going. You got to go to your funeral, or what? what yeah, are you doing? I'm going okay. to have to get going back to uh, Winsville. All today right, brother. To so, honor World War II veteran Ralph Brell. His story is amazing. I'm going to share some more stuff. He ended up coming out to uh, the Capitol this past year and testifying on a bill to preserve monuments to any war, any war. Um, his story was amazing. He uh, went in as a young, young guy in World War II, ended up in, I think it was Patton's Army or Regiment, and stormed the beaches of Normandy, uh, was there, and just has an incredible, incredible story. Out in St. Charles County, if you know Veterans Memorial, um, it's the, that service yeah. road, he's responsible for changing that name. I forget what it was oh, before. Really? He changed the entire name through the county. Uh, and actually, he and there was just a ribbon cutting this morning for the, the St. Charles County Veterans Museum. It's in my district, House District 107. He's responsible for that, too. So he was um, mid-90s. His wife, he he had been married to his wife for 72 years. I can't see my wife putting up with me for 72 years. (laughs) Right, right on. um, No, just, you know, the greatest generation, an amazing guy. I got to know him the year that my grandpa, who's a World War II veteran, he's 97 years old, he passed away. Uh, Then I get a phone call from this other World War II veteran. So it's very sad to see him go. Love to remember him for what he's done, not only for our country, but our state and our county. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be buried today, and you're going to sh- see some stories on, on Facebook. If anybody wants to, to pay attention to that, you can look me up. Uh, I think it's Schroer Mo on Facebook or okay, Nick good. B. Schroer on, uh, on Twitter. All right, great. Uh, well, thanks a ton, man. And uh, Nick, of course, a uh, great state rep. He's running for re-election. So in November, if you're in 107, you know where to go. Yeah, and if you want to uh, come out this sense. weekend, if you want to come out at uh, Discovery Design, look us up. Uh, we're going to be there, hopefully with Jamie and a couple other conservatives. I think Paul Kirtman's going to be there. Um, we're going to have beer, so if you're a fan of Kavanaugh, <laughs> have, a, have a beer for him. Awesome. And uh, Liberty Fest. I will uh, pop out there for sure in between uh, games, you know, nice. kids' games. But I'll make sure I'm, I'm out there as well, and that'll be cool. And, of course, Nick also, of course, the general counsel for Arrowhead Building Supply and Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing, Inc., uh, two operations run by the Pogue family and other great people, including uh, people like Nick. And that is ddtruckusa.com. So appreciate you, brother. Hey, thank you very much. Good Anytime. to see you, man. Thank you. Good luck, and, and I'll see you Saturday. Absolutely. That's going to be right on the lot there, right? It's actually going to be inside. Inside, so okay. We're opening the bays. We're going to have a stage inside for music, for speeches. Oh, good. Um, anybody's welcome to come. Uh, I know I've got some supporters that are, are listening in right now, big fans of Radio Free Almond. So they're going to be there. It, it, we're going to save the farm. We're going to save the farm where this was originally going to be for a later date next year. We're going to have hopefully get some uh, country music stars out there. Nice. So Liberty Fest is starting out small, but it's hopefully going to turn into something big. Oh, yeah, man. So this is the first year. First year. All right. Kick the, off. The inaugural Liberty Fest. And that was where we had the Radio Free Almond Barbecue. So it was great. And it's really cool. I can't, First of all, I can't believe, though, just as an aside really quickly, um, for a place that does, like, truck care mm-hmm. – and manufacturing, I've never seen a cleaner place in my yep. life. They run a tight ship. Well, it's, they do. It's military uh, that is that's actually running it. Old military. Now, really quick, I passed a bill this year which allows private businesses. The government can do it. The government can go advertise. Hey, we want military. We're going to promote promote you if you have military experience and give preferential treatment. But the private sector couldn't. 
until this year when I passed a bill allowing the private sector to do that. And we, we've taken advantage of it. We've, we've targeted uh, ex-military and ex-military's running a tight ship over there at Discovery Design. And like you said, I've, my dad was an auto body. And the shops that I'd go to, people would lay their stuff around and be, you know, greasy gearheads all over the place. It was just a dirty mess. Well, this place is... A, I wouldn't say that I'd eat off the floor, but you would think <laughs> looking at the floor you could. Oh, I know. you. Yeah, I definitely believe that. Yeah. All right, Nick. Safe travels out to Westville, and I look forward to seeing uh, the some of the stuff on Facebook about this great guy. I didn't know that about Veterans Memorial Parkway, but that's really cool. All right, bro. Thank you. The Discovery Design Truck Care Manufacturing Students. Really appreciate my friends over at Golden Oak Lending, GoldenOakLending.com. That is where you're going to find a well-dressed group of people who are going to take care of business for you and get the job done with your mortgage checkup totally free. Totally free. And free appraisal if there is zero ability for them to help you. So you can do the appraisal, but if they can't wind up giving you a loan, they'll they'll just uh, say it's absolutely free. But they're good guys. Rates now in the threes. The economy rolling. So, you know. Your home value has just blown up, people. Yes, indeed. 567-GOLD. 314-567-GOLD. That's the number for Golden Oak Lending. GoldenOakLending.com. Good people over there. I'm going to have them in, I think, on Friday just to give us an update on how things are going. Offering the free hat to the people who get the mortgage checkup and the appraisal as well. The free Radio Free Almond hat, the brand new kind. The ones that look like leather, baby. Thank you, thank you, Hank Williams Jr. Loving you, brother. Santino Cigars and Cocktails, Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Right there on Vogel Road. In beautiful Arnold. Make sure you make that like your date night on Friday and Saturday. It's kind of a, it's a cigar club, but he's got an exhaust system there that no one is ever going to match. So you're, you're not going to walk out smelling like cigars. You're just going to have a good old time there. And, and, and really, honestly, just 
great people all around, Mike and Shannon. And it's a great place to hang out. Don't forget, tomorrow we are going to be doing the Radio Free Almond Halloween special from the Lemp Mansion. We're getting kind of hooked up there. Matt's working on that technically. At first, I thought we were just going to do a Facebook Live. Now we might even be able to do the stream from there, which is going to be great. And check this out. My buddy over at Southern Lasers, where we were able to hook up, thanks to Mike Santino, is sponsoring the show. And our official sponsor of the Radio Free Allman Haunted STL Tours Lemp Mansion Halloween Special, ladies and gentlemen, is none other than Redemption Bourbon. And it is a great bourbon that you're going to love, and you can find it anywhere at your local liquor store. Redemption Bourbon. Kind of a perfect name, too. I thought it would be great to have uh, an alcohol sponsor, all, all because it's Lemp Mansion. So it's like, you know. And, you know, the limps made beer. So, A lot of people died in that house, though, where we're staying tonight. So we'll see how everything rolls. And, and, and we're going to have some things to talk about the next morning. And so Lacey's going to be there. Mama Kay is going to be there. Tim's going to be there. And uh, we'll have, have some fun with that. But never really spent a night in a haunted house before. So we'll see how this whole thing rolls. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. But thank you. Redemption Bourbon. Go out and buy some. And thank you to uh, Southern Glazers and Phil over there. Thank you for your uh, support and all you guys have done for me. And thank you for the hookup. Mike over there at Santino's Cigars and Cocktails, Vogel Road. So, man, this thing is getting really weird for Elizabeth Warren. She now is like Monday night. She had this 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 weird Twitter meltdown. Because what happened is, once the Cherokee Nation, uh, once the Cherokee Nation came out with this, all right, you are way out of line. In fact, you're you're not only disparaging Cherokee Nation. You're also just dis- disparaging. You're also disparaging DNA tests. Like DNA tests are never used to link people to tribes. They're they're always used basically just to find out what percentage of you know what the situation is. So 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 it's never linking you to a tribe. And Cherokee Nation requires a lot more than just a DNA test to, to make you part of the Cherokee Nation. So it's basically they were kind of like, how dare you? It's totally irresponsible. So last night after the uh, DNA results basically presented a disaster for Elizabeth Warren. And, and indeed it, it was, it wound up being, it wound up further debunking her, her actual claim. It wound up making it even worse for her. 
and uh, and and what happened is um, the Boston Globe story itself buried this part of the story that that actually indicates that what the Cherokee Nation said, which was basically, you can't tell whether or not you're actually Native American, South American, Central American Indian. You can't tell. So the Boston Globe's own story buried this part. To make up for the dearth of Native American DNA, the guy who actually made the announcement, Bustamante, used samples from Mexico, Peru, and Colombia to stand in for Native American. So all the test proved is that Elizabeth Warren might be 164th to one. 1,224th Mexican, Peruvian, or Colombian, which makes her no different than the average white American. So she went on this amazing uh, Twitter rant, and and, and, uh, she decided to go then back after Donald Trump. Uh, She hasn't dared... uh, then she hasn't dared challenge the Cherokee Nation, which put out the uh, who put out the the this basically destructive missive against her. She wouldn't dare, but the Cherokee Nation completely disavowed her. And and uh, just three weeks before the midterm elections, other Democrats are like, "What are you doing?" You're, you're basically once again embarrassing the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party now, even as uh, Mr. Jennings pointed out on CNN, is like you've got a plagiarizer, you've got a porn star lawyer, you've you've got Elizabeth Warren. You've got I mean, it, it's unbelievable the the people now you have running the show. Not to mention Maxine Waters, who is a uh, a promoter of violence and everything else. What are you, what are you people doing? And, and and that's why other Democrats are like going, why did you do this now? How, how, how did you possibly miscalculate this whole deal where you, 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 where you would actually decide you're going to roll out a DNA test that makes you look worse, not better. Why, why would you do this? And again, to me, I don't know. I don't know why she would do it either. She must not. I mean, they made a whole video and everything of of them unveiling this thing, and she with her little pouty face, like, "Oh wow, this is so amazing!" I'm, I've just been told I'm an Indian. I mean, at this point, it's like, why would you do that? So then she went on this thing where she where so now she's like melting down on her Twitter rants against Donald Trump. And, and because already the news media just simply decided to, uh, to, to, to gloss over this, uh, this unbelievable lie that she's been telling where, I, I mean, I was even surprised. I thought, I thought, well, okay, uh, she's got a little bit, bit of this in her. Great. Uh, then I then it finds I find out that I'm I might have more Native American blood in me than her. She does. And I actually thought, well, maybe there's a possibility there's a little Indian in her. I don't know. But yeah, the Cherokee Nation just threw her right under the bus, and so she decided she was going to go crazy. 
If at real Donald Trump, a cowardly elitist who has never known or cared what life is like for anyone who's ever lived outside of a skyscraper in Manhattan wants to talk about authenticity, well then, let's talk about who'd really, who's really pretending to be someone they're not. So now she's, of course, deciding that she's going to, uh, to go after Trump and decide that she's going to try to force some debate that has nothing to do with her lie. So now she's obviously changing the subject. She then attacked him, uh, his success as a businessman, and called him the most corrupt president in American history, and then suggested he's a draft dodger. Then it went, then it went crazy. Oh, and one more thing. At real Donald Trump likes to pretend he's a real tough guy, but like most bullies, he sure scares easy, doesn't he? He's afraid to stand up to Vladimir Putin. I mean, she's going on and on and on because obviously she has been trapped and busted for even being more of a liar than we, we even thought she was. And, and at real Donald Trump should be scared because on November 6th, we're going to bust up that con once and for all. And just kept on and on and on with, with her uh, trying to badger and, and, and uh, get after the president. And they're try- she's trying to get him now to uh, engage her in a Twitter war. And so far, he's, he's resisting. He's just kind of like, I'm, I, why do I have to deal with you? Why do I have to? Why do I have to deal with you right now when we're winning and doing everything else? Now suddenly I have to deal with some woman who just self-immolated herself in front of everybody, just blew her entire self up in front of everybody. And did anybody advise her? I mean, about anything like, hey, um, this might not really work out for you. I, I don't know. you got to really pay attention to whether or not this is because, and then, then of course it was infuriating because the media, including even Fox news began uh, the, the morning. If, if I, if you just listen to the news in the morning, you would be able to determine that um, you would come to the conclusion that Trump was caught like, Oh my goodness gracious. She's got something. Now he doesn't want to pay her. This is going to be a problem. And then until around noontime, it's like, Oh, this is until somebody just bothered to kind of look and check. It was like, oh, this is kind of baloney here. I mean, this is baloney. It's and it's not getting any better for the for the Democrats. You have Elizabeth Warren blowing up and blowing herself up, which is even more embarrassing. You have Claire McCaskill being caught being two-faced regarding rural voters, gun control, and the impeachment of Kavanaugh by claiming that she's not going to do something when uh, in public and then in private saying exactly the opposite. Now, yesterday, you have a federal judge dismissing the defamation suit against President Trump. Uh, and this is where Stormy Daniels and Avenatti decided they were going to go uh, and 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 try to push a defamation suit against President Trump. So now Avenatti, who was at once the great another great white hope for the Democratic Party, Avenatti now is a loser. 
the lawyer for President Trump issuing this statement saying that Otero, the judge, used issued an order and ruling today dismissing the defamation suit against President Trump. Uh, and not only that, the president is Avenatti's got to get pay and she's got to pay his attorney's fees. That's pretty humiliating. You can't uh, you can't. It's a total victory for President Trump and a total defeat for her. Um, and, and so uh, Avenatti then, he's going to say he's going to appeal. But the bottom line is a president should be able to, if they're going to, if, to defend himself against charges. And it's not about immunity. It, it's about being able to respond to exaggerated claims and rhetoric and everything else. And it's uh, – it's it's just absolutely good for the country to have people who are able just to be able to defend themselves without being slapped with defamation suits. So there's another loss for uh, for Avenatti and indeed for Democrats. It's just is not going well for these guys, and it's just is and and Democrats have to be. Concerned, some of them at least, about what Elizabeth Warren's doing here. Because, and, and if you're Claire McCaskill, you want to be able to uh, avoid this because you've you've got Elizabeth Warren now, who's one of the top female Democrats. Uh, now you're having comparisons of Claire McCaskill to Elizabeth Warren just because. It, it's 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 pretty amazing. So the networks, though, again, frustratingly. Um, we've got to, uh, we, we have to put up with the networks deciding that, uh, they're going to be the ones that dictate what the reality is. And so all day long, they basically just, uh, decided to bury the facts regarding Elizabeth Warren's just self implosion. But Newsbusters, which is, again, one of my favorite websites, I, I love it, uh, they've, they're now covering uh, six Democratic scandals that the networks have buried this election year. One is the Beto O'Rourke lying about his DUI arrest. Like uh, the Washington Post at least said, uh, you know, listen, during a debate with Ted Cruz, he was asked point blank about a drunken driving, drunken driving incident when he was 26. He was asked, did he try to leave the scene of the crash? Uh, there were police reports of the collision and reported that O'Rourke absolutely did. And O'Rourke responded uh, with what appeared to be this well-practiced answer. He flatly denied trying to leave the scene of the crash, but added that driving drunk was a terrible mistake and he would not provide an excuse for that. And and the police reports show not only that O'Rourke was big-time drunk, but that he did try to leave the, the, the scene of the, of the crash. And so he was even busted lying by the Washington Post with it, they gave him four Pinocchios. And, and and then CBS this morning, they had him on the show on October 5th. This is this is just days after the the debate and days after the Washington Post article, and CBS didn't ask him one 
question about it. Yeah, um, Amy, it, it is. It's the um, it's the Media Research Council, um, and Brent Bozell runs Newsbusters. It's a it's, Brent Bozell was not a big fan of Donald Trump. I will have to say, uh, but the guys at Newsbusters are very good. The the um, Newsbusters site, Amy, is a good one because it's very highly factual. Like they they provide links to back up every single thing they say. So oftentimes it can be exhaustive even looking at their stories because everything is annotated, everything is linked, every everything is is based on facts. So when they say something that, hey, blah, 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 did this, uh, they they have a link to it and then they have a follow-up to it. So, so they really do a good job. Brett Bozell initially, though, in the, in the during the primaries was not a fan of President Trump, but there are a lot of people who were not. So I'm not, you know, I, I wouldn't call this a never Trumper website, uh, but but they did a very good job with this, and it's one of my favorite things is to is to follow up uh, with uh, the news because I and 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 bust these people, and Newsbusters helps me do that because I I just this is infuriating. Uh, this 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 whole thing uh, regarding how the media covers uh, Trump issues and the Republican Party. So uh, I just think it's it's great. Uh, so yes, I do believe that they are. Um, I do believe that they are absolutely credible, Amy. And I would encourage you to pop into them every once in a while. All right. So the second of six scandals that have been ignored by the mainstream media. Uh, Robert Menendez, remember, he was the one who said that this FBI investigation was all baloney. Well, back in April, he was officially admonished by the Senate for accepting gifts from a donor in exchange for promoting the donor's interests. That was reported in April. The Senate Ethics Committee severely admonished him for accepting gifts from a wealthy doctor while using his position as a senator to promote the doctor's personal and financial interests. And it also ordered Menendez to repay the market value on all these improper gifts. The three networks devoted a total of 49 seconds to this scandal. CBS, 34 seconds. ABC, 15 seconds. NBC, Zero seconds. They didn't even bother covering the story. The third one is about Senator Claire McCaskill. And, and, and I don't know whether even you've seen this story. I don't, I'm surely the Post-Dispatch hasn't reported it. And I reported it at one point when the Free Beacon covered it. This is the Washington Free Beacon. But uh, the husband of Democrat Senator Claire McCaskill, accused of using a government program intended to help the poor to personally enrich himself. Since Claire McCaskill joined the Senate, and this is the Washington Free Beacons story. And has the Post-Dispatch covered this at all? Do you all know? I don't know. Has anybody covered it? Has Josh Hawley brought this up? Since Claire McCaskill joined the Senate, her husband, Joseph Shepard, has made at least $11 million through a business that buys up tax credits awarded to Missouri affordable housing developers and sells them to high-income entities seeking tax relief. 
Now, you guys know what this tax credit system is all about, right? This is the tax credit system that Eric Greitens wanted to get rid of and that Republicans and Democrats, some of them, didn't want to get rid of. And in fact, there are Republicans out there, the never Trumpers of the world and the never Greitens of the world, who actively fought Governor Greitens on his efforts to get rid of this tax credit program, which is clearly being abused. And this is how it's being abused. Joseph Shepard, Claire McCaskill's husband, makes $11 million by owning a business that buys tax credits awarded to Missouri affordable housing developers and then sells them to high-income entities seeking tax relief. So you get the tax credits and then you sell them to people who want tax relief and who might have nothing to do with building affordable housing. It's, it's no different than someone selling food stamps to somebody so that, uh, so, so that they could actually uh, buy liquor. So they'll sell their food stamps they can't buy liquor with to somebody, and then the, somebody will give them cash, and then they can go buy beer. That's no different than what's going on here. Shepherd's Company, the Missouri Tax Credit Fund, operates within the low-income housing tax credit issue, uh, the uh, uh, initiative, a $9 billion a year federal program that awards tax credits to developers building qualified affordable housing projects. This is all, and it's all done through the state of Missouri. They acquired tax credits awarded to at least 57 affordable housing projects in Missouri between 2006 and 2017, and together, the 57 projects were awarded $273 million in tax credits. And he owned, earned over $1 million for the Missouri Tax Credit Fund for 11 consecutive years. So that's $11 million. I wonder how much of that money goes into her, her coffers, her campaign coffers. If you're making $11 million, you're basically laundering tax credits and you're pushing them into somebody's uh, campaign coffers. Uh, the, the big three networks got devoted zero covers to that story. Now, I, I guess I don't blame them. They have bigger fish to fry. They're only a half-hour news program. So, you know, uh, but, but, if they're good, but they are covering her. So if they're covering her, why don't they mention that? Like, like if they're if they're interviewing Beto O'Rourke, why aren't they then turning around and mentioning the the DUI lie? I mean, it'd be different if they weren't covering these people at all, but they're covering them and just not mentioning any of these scandals. Number four is the Sheila Jackson Lee former staffer who was arrested for doxing those Republicans. Remember that story, and and, and you know what? Interestingly enough. This story was widely underreported. If it had been a, a Republican doing this, I mean. Staff member for Democratic Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee is still in jail tonight. Bail was denied this afternoon for Jackson Costco. He's accused of committing several felonies, including the release of personal information about Republican senators on the Internet. Keep in mind that's Brett Baer on Fox News. The other three networks devoted zero seconds to this story. Zero. They didn't cover it at all. And you all know that 
if if even I'm on the fourth scandal here, even if there were three of these and they related to the Democratic Party in this fashion, you would a Republican Party in this fashion, you would say that they would call the Republican Party scandal plagued. The scandal-plagued Republican Party, and yet here are six different scandals that have uh, problems that have not even been reported at all that otherwise would probably engender a great deal of coverage. Like if you had a, if you had a Republican staffer for Lindsey Graham who or former staffer for Lindsey Graham who is doxing Democrats, putting their, their – their, their addresses and everything else up on the web, it'd be a huge story. Here's another one. Uh, and this one I, I, I actually didn't even hear of, uh, but there's a Democrat candidate for Colorado governor, Jared Polis, who was accused of pushing a female employee at one point. And again, keep in mind, up, in, up through the last uh, six weeks or so, Republicans were only the ones who were were the ones who had to be misogynist and sex abusers, even though not one Republican has actually been brought up on charges surrounding the Me Too movement or anything else. It's all been like a bunch of liberal guys. But still, the Republican Party is the one associated with misogyny and hurting women and doing all this kind of stuff when there's not one shred of evidence to support that at all, but there's plenty of shreds of evidence to support the activities of certain Democrats and their behavior towards women. We saw that in Hollywood, Weinstein and all these other Democrat supporters. If you had a bunch of Republican supporters in, let's say, the oil business who were, who were contributing money to Republican campaigns and they were accused in the way Weinstein and all these other Hollywood guys were, this would be – reported like crazy. Anyway, uh, the Washington Free Beacon once again came up with this story. Jared Polis, the Democratic nominee for governor of Colorado, was involved in a physical altercation with an ex-employee in which he admitted to police he pushed the woman. Dates back to June 99, took place in an office, Polis had in Boulder. Police told the, told the officers who arrived at the business that a woman he was employing, Patricia Hughes, had given her resignation a few days earlier, but called him on the day in question saying she had, informed to go, she had information to go after him if her exit from the company did not go smoothly. Uh, and, and so uh, basically there were documents taken and whatever, and he just kind of and, – and, and, uh, and, they, and, they, and he pushed her and there was some deal. And then, of course, the, the sixth story that actually got zero coverage – or or very little of it, uh, was the Keith Ellison story. Now, keep in mind, uh, Keith Ellen is, uh, Ellison is not only a, a Democratic congressman, but he's the DNC deputy chairman. And back in August, of course, he was accused of physically abusing that ex-girlfriend. Now, keep in mind, she did say she had a tape. She never produced the tape. But uh, he he denies it, uh, dragging her off of bed, and and uh, and and she wanted some kind of investigation. Uh, and and of course there weren't substantiations that were 
in terms of physical evidence that, that they could bring forth. But at the same time, though, keep in mind, there weren't substantiations or any physical evidence against Kavanaugh either. And that, and, and they're actually, even against President Trump, there have been no uh, physical pieces of evidence to, to show that he attacked women or did anything else. But that doesn't stop the media from going ahead and jumping from A to B when there's no substantiation. So they simply don't care at all. I mean, now, again, if Keith Ellison is not guilty, then that should be part of the process. But keep in mind, he was afforded all of the doubt that you'd expect an American to be afforded if they're accused of a horrible crime or if they're accused of something. Uh, but the other two guys, because they're not Democrat, aren't afforded those similar types of uh, breaks from the news media. So the big three cover the Ellison story um, a total of three minutes and 47 seconds. So uh, CBS covered it 227 seconds, NBC 50 seconds, and ABC zero seconds. So again, at the very least, if Ellison is not guilty, fine. But how is it that you don't even cover these so much for this woman and her right to be heard, right? Like, I, I, don't, I don't think any of us doubted that Christine Ford had a right to be heard or uh, that Stormy Daniels had a right to be heard or any of these women who accused President Trump had a right to be heard. But, and they were believed even though they had no evidence whatsoever. And yet, uh, and yet Ellison, uh, this woman makes an accusation against him and basically it's just thrown under the rug. They they came independently to an, a conclusion that uh, that that she was wasn't telling the truth. Where no such luxury was afforded to the guys who happened to be linked to the Republican Party. So that's what you're getting from the uh, from the news media, my friends. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Don't forget tomorrow we will be. Live from the Haunted Lamp Mansion. Sponsored by Redemption Bourbon. Thank you, Phil and the team over at Gla Southern Glazers. The liquor distributorship here in St. Louis, which is a great company. Redemption Bourbon. Sponsoring the Radio Free Almond. Haunted STL Tours Lemp Mansion Halloween Special. That's tomorrow morning, so check it out. We will pop on Facebook throughout the evening to kind of give you guys the skinny on what's up. If we see any ghosts, we'll make sure we Pop on. Or if we have somebody chasing us through the hallways, we'll take it live. If we hear a noise or something. And if we see one of the lamps, we'll let you know. 
Yes, Dan, I will be on in the morning, like I just said. It'll be the Radio Free Elm and Haunted STL Tours Lemp Mansion Halloween Special, 6 to 9 tomorrow. We'll still be covering all the usual stuff, but we'll have uh, everybody else on as well as we uh, have fun a little bit, too. Reggie says there's no such thing as ghosts, so we should be fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you. But we'll be there, and then tonight, of course, we'll be popping on with some live stuff from there. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.